What's up, everyone? This is the Comic Vine podcast for the week of January 13th. 2012. Yeah. I almost said 2011. Almost. Yeah, it's creepy day. Corey's here, obviously, providing us with our sound effects. I so you don't was, have to edit anything. I thought it was ch, 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 knack. Well, it's supposed to be saying kill mommy, kill. Because in the first movie, spoiler alert, it's his mom. Huh? Oh, you just what? spoiled the movie. Spoiler alert for like a 30-year-old movie. Huh? <laughs> right at the 13th. Oh, I don't know. I never saw it. Oh, okay. That's before your time. Yeah. Also, I, you know, I saw... I don't watch scary movies. I saw part three in a theater with my mom. Wow. She took me to see... Friday 13, part that's three. Where the, uh, that's where the hockey mask showed up first. And that is where the dude was walking on his hands and gets a machete between the legs. Mm-hmm. And as that, was in 3D. That was also when oh. a guy, I think, was in a hammock and gets, or either a hammock or a bunk bed. I think mm-hmm. he was in a bunk bed and gets a, a sword through the chest. And I had bunk beds for a while. I was like, oh, I man. don't know if I want to lay on a top bunk. Oh. Ruin the top bunk for you. Mm-hmm. And ruined your chest. comic books yeah comic books yeah comic books yeah there were a lot of them this week there were a lot of good ones this Mm -hmm. week Batman and Robin number five so we should start with that okay I thought the beginning was a little bit slow honestly and then it got interesting a little slow I don't know like all all those pictures alright I I feel like most teenage boys that play violent video games Mm -hmm. also draw like Stick figures of people killing each other. But this is, I mean, this is like a a butcher, what's it they call it? Butcher knife? Butcher knife? Butcher knife through a guy's head. That's, that's pretty simple. And here's, here's like a, a a guy maybe that's cooking like a pig or something. I don't know. I wasn't much of an artist, but I used to write like, you know, pretty violent stuff. Apparently, I just actually learned this this last year. My school actually called my parents when I was in junior high and told them that I might be disturbed. Are you serious? Yeah, no, they just told me about this this last year when I when they came down to visit. That's funny. Yeah. Um, my my brother used to draw like stick figures, like killing each other, like blood everywhere. I, I it did was, that too. Yeah, yeah, like I mentioned it last week. Yeah, like twelve to fourteen range kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> like but, like he would he would draw them and then like you know I would I would be like helping. Um, my mom like make his bed and stuff and like change sheets and all that and then like organizing his desk and we would find like all these little pictures and then my mom would be like oh my god there's something wrong with my son and now he's in the military he's m 16s responsibly mm-hmm. there you go you, you, it's really yeah like everyone's kind of like that and you also think you're like being edgy and then you like read Dante's Inferno or something and you're like oh man yeah no I'm not that I up than anything I ever yeah that was written like 500 years ago I feel like a lot of a lot of uh young boys do that anyway like just just because I blame physics for my (laughs) mind but see Mike the comic strip that I did physics doesn't even exist so so the thing is just a theory which I just a theory and it's only what you perceive (laughs) what I didn't mention is, is the name of my comic strip was Psycho, C-Y-C-O. Psycho? And I even had my, my English teacher even call me that sometimes. She called you a psycho? No, she called me. Not a psycho. Because she was aware she, of, she of the comics. She called you a psycho. Yeah. Oh. I even, in, in a Spanish class, we had to do like a, a kid's book. You know, we got like these blank books and you can like do stuff. So we had to do stuff in Spanish. And I did, a, but he was called Psycho because it's in Spanish. Oh. Uh, stuff in Spanish. Yeah. Was everything in Spanish? The whole book, yeah. Oh, funny. I should probably find it. Yeah, you should. Yeah. Did you That'd listen to the funny. Talking Heads Psycho Killer? No. Oh. 
No, but there is a, a Suicidal Tendencies song, Born to be Psycho. There you go. You know who Suicidal Tendencies is? Isn't that the band that's playing in uh, Iron Man when he's like down in the lab perfecting the first suit? Uh, I don't recall. I don't, I don't know. Anyway. All I want is a Pepsi. I want us to wake up. Batman and Robin. I'm a Mexican Coke fan myself. <laughs> so, so, oh, and then the other thing. So I, I, I collected all, all my, my comic strips, and I, I put them in binders because I was working in movie theater, and they had all these extra binders, and I made a cover, and I sold them at the end of the year. Wow. It was actually like the last day of school when we were rehearsing for graduation. You sold the originals? No, I made their copies. I, I made I made some books, and I sold them for so four do- $4 each. Wow. Whoa. I sold eight of them. Markup. <laughs> it was yeah, a, markup. Like back then, like actual comics would be yeah. what, like two fifty. Well, there was there was quite a bit of them. I mean, it was it was it was basically through. Okay, it was for and people are like shut up and talk talk about Batman, right? <laughs> but it was like throughout the whole year, I took a little hiatus. There was a little gap where there was no no comics, but then it was kind of explained in the story when he came back, and when he came back, he was more violent than before. And wow. Um, yeah, so edgier. so I, I I sold eight of them for four bucks each. It's not bad. But was it like your mom bought one? No, no, no. It was because oh, okay. I mean, I like I said, I had a following, and people would ask me each day, like, "Where's the next strip?" And you know, and this show. was this was every day. You used to do this. Yeah, I would do five a week. I didn't do any Sunday funnies. Jeez. So you were way more talented than I was. I would just bring in like old penny arcade strips and show them mm-hmm. to people. I wouldn't say I wouldn't try to like claim that I'd done them or anything. I was just like, "This is really funny." <laughs> yeah, my my only problem is I wasn't prepared to sell them until the last day of school, which like, oh, I don't have any money on me because I'm a dork. <laughs> yes, that's right. I said that my former classmates who were listening. Like, yeah, I even went to a lawyer about copyrights and stuff like that. Did you really? And about parodies. How old I, were you at this point? High school. Oh wow, graduation. It was in it. Oh, okay. And because yeah, I did some some parodies. I did a Honey I Shrunk the Kids, but as Honey I Blew Up the Kids or something like that. They actually but did they that. did that. Or no, maybe it wasn't blew up. Or maybe because honey, it blew I up meant to make larger. So if you meant exploded, then yeah, it or something like that. There, I did a Back to the Future one. I did a. I I made this other character. His name was Eddie Luger. <laughs> That's pretty awesome, actually. Instead of Freddy Krueger, Sarah's like, "Who's Freddy Krueger?" No, I, like I know that. who that is. Yeah, that, I actually did that one um, freshman year in college. That's, it was like like a, like a comeback. Anyways, Batman and Robin. Robin's with nobody, and Bruce is like, I failed as a father. Yeah, he and, did, and, by the way. And I mean, Damien's yeah. going to kill. Here's what I don't get, though. Okay, so here's the flaw with Batman and his sons. I mean, one of them. Because there are many. Is Tim Drake still his kid, or did they retcon that away with the new 52? Um, I don't know. Who knows, I think, dude? yeah, who knows? Fair enough. Who knows? Well, supposedly nothing's really changed. Wait, they say, here's, here's what I don't understand. So Bruce is lamenting the fact that he had this wonderful childhood with his parents who cared for him and nurtured him and blah, blah, blah. But he's done none of that. He's acquired so many sons, and he's not nurtured any of them. What are you talking about? There's a time when he's like, hey, Dick, it's your birthday. I'm going to give you birthday spankings, and here's your cake. <laughs> and that, I'm for real. I was oh, just no, looking I at that, that the other day, and... There was something else that happened there. I was like, this, this, it was it's stranger. A, it's a little stranger. bit homoerotic. No, it's not, Sarah. It's just read, it's an innocent time and you're just reading into whatever you want to see. You're According trying to right. push innocent it on time. there. Right, According to Cavalier and Clay, it was a combination time. of both. <laughs> so, but the, the, they, they, book, the and, yeah, they, they bonded by going out and beating up the bad guys. That's how they, instead of throwing a football, they beat up the bad Look guys. Look at how that worked for Hit Girl and her dad. Yeah. 
So they they bonded. And oh, 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 did you did you ever read uh, Red Hood and Outlaws number four? I'm gonna go with probably well, not. He, he, no, yeah, number three. Oh, where number they're like three. hanging out on the couch together. Yeah, oh, there's no bonding there, sir. Yeah, okay, Sarah Lima. All right, like how many times did that happen? Um, because off that, panel. that because yeah, off panel because that would be a boring comic. No one wants to see them. Hey, he's got a point. adopted son. He, you know, it's not like you see him. Do, do you ever see Batman shower? You probably want to, but do you ever see him shower besides in your dreams? Yeah, you know, see, you don't new, see it in the that, sex that, of New Fifty Two. You may. That doesn't mean he never takes a shower. I've seen Jason Todd shower. Ooh. Thank you, Judd Winnick. <laughs> Come back, so, Judd Winnick. So there's stuff that that happens. And anyway, you just don't we, see we it. Just all. move on. So there you go. We should just go. Go ahead. I'm, and, leave. I'm um, leaving. We are spending I, an awful lot of time on this one. <laughs> this this was a we usually spend a lot of time on Batman comics. It's just yeah, not Scott true. Snyder's time. Okay, does this looks a little familiar? The whole. I'm going to tap into all the security cameras and find... Oh, man, does he violate everyone's civil rights again? Because that's, that's uh, from, yeah. taken from the movie. OPS, privacy laws. Nope. Right. I don't know. Where is this room in the Batcave that they never show it? I don't know. They show, like, but this reminds room. me of Star Wars, doesn't it? Remind you of Star Wars? No? Maybe? Kind of, yeah. yeah. Which part of Star Wars? I don't know. Just <laughs> the way it looks. Just the aesthetic. Tatooine part? No. Yeah. <laughs> no, part nope. of Tatooine with all those screens. <laughs> that kind of reminds me of Jabba the Hutt. No, it doesn't. Oh. No, it reminds me of like the the council, like the Jedi Council. Are you talking about the prequels? Because you've lost me if you are. Oh, you never mm. saw them? I know I did. I you just choose not to remember. That's redlettermedia.com. That's all I'm going to say about that. I don't know what that means. They did these amazing, like, extensive reviews, basically breaking down every single thing that is bad about the prequels. You know, oh, I am going I didn't to think see. They were that bad. I'm going to see episode one in 3D with my daughter, and I don't care what anyone says. Well, I liked episode one. That was one of like the only films I've ever seen with my dad. Oh, I'm not getting into this discussion. <laughs> no, see, okay, I I recall I'm old enough. I recall seeing episode four in a theater. I love it. My daughter's name her, her name is inspired by Star Wars. I love Star Wars. I I'm don't I don't I don't mind I don't mind are. the prequels. I, know, I just, I just I, think I hate Jake Lloyd. I mean, for I, whatever. One, but like, that, that's the whole thing. And a lot of people get on Hayden Christensen's backs, like, oh, you can't. Blah, you know, blah, this well, and that. I've actually seen him in other. I've actually seen him in other movies. He is not bad. I think Lucas but, is yeah, just a bad director. No, uh, but part of the thing is, a lot of people were annoyed, and not, we're Star Wars talk now. I don't. It has nothing to. Do, we're okay. We're done with Batman. And Robin. <laughs> Um, people get on. It was on, good, he, by the way. Yeah, it was, it was good. People get all on about Hayden Christensen. He was annoying. He was. It's like. Uh, that's kind of the point. He becomes this evil guy that you're not supposed to like, so he's supposed to be whining and annoying. Like they're so inconsistent. Like there's absolutely no consistency to how those characters are written. Like why is Obi Wan the one who jumps out of the window and grabs onto the assassin droid? Shouldn't Anakin have done that to show like how impetuous and like because how he, he just thinks on his feet without ever. But Obi Wan's a senior Jedi there, and it's his responsibility. But, and this happened under his watch. What if the droid had been programmed to blow up when someone grabbed onto it? Whatever, guys. The, the These are the droids home. you're looking for. <laughs> Let's just move on. I, I agree because this will be like a three-hour discussion. <laughs> <laughs> although, although I really like, uh, I really like uh, Ewan McGregor. Yeah, a lot. He's, he's uh, a lot of people do. And I thought he was great. Um. He's amazing in Train Spotting and the Ghost Writer. He was great in Star Wars too. He was good. He was great in spite of those movies. He was good. And yeah, he, he's done no s- Corey. He, he's he's <laughs> done done some nude scenes, and apparently it's not very flattering for him. Oh, that's too bad. Not like that Michael Fassbender. 
What movie is this again? Shame. I'm going to have to watch it. There, there is a movie, I think it was, it was um, Ewan McGregor and um, Christian Bale. like Naked Together? Like going at it. Oh, no. What the what? I, I forget what it's called. Is this oh, the, no. I, pretty, I think it was them too. Oh, no. Is there someone else? I, I've seen almost every Christian Bale movie. I certainly would remember oh, that. I think it was Christian oh, Bale. No. Oh, I don't no. know. Um, I can't remember. Maybe someone. Anyway. Um, <laughs> We're gonna get back on the Hulk's balls. Okay. Is that where this is at? No, no, I haven't seen him lately. He's MIA. Somewhere. Yeah, I guess he gave up. Maybe oh. he forgot his passport. Did, have you ever responded to him? Uh, yeah, I have. When was the last time you responded? I don't know. Last time he talked to me. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so he, he he make. What it, am I supposed to go out of my way? Move? I'm yeah. the girl. Ooh. Are you playing hard to get? Yeah. How do you know Hulk Ball is a, is a guy? I don't. I don't. I just know that it's Hulk's balls. All right. <laughs> Green Lantern, number five. <laughs> this is no longer safe for children. Ah, we're fine. I don't know. I've been watching more Tether Adventure Ball. Time. Apparently, there is a lot that is safe for children. Uh, sexual innuendos <laughs> and in Adventure moly. Time every like five that seconds. That Ricardio episode was like I didn't see it. It's the moment George Takei voices like a heart man. It's it's great. But yeah. Lumpy Lumpy is like super. Yeah, Lumpy uh, Space Princess. Oh God, guys. <laughs> Sounds like all my roommates. <laughs> oh my God, Sarah. Yeah, that uh that Adventure Time show is very worthwhile. Hello, can you get out of the bathroom? Oh my god, Sarah, I'm doing my hair. Green Lantern number five. Sinestro. Still a Green Lantern. And still dolling out the secret man history. Sinestro is just all over it. All right, so. (laughs) um, (laughs) Oops. Sinestro is kind of like, he doesn't take any crap. Yeah, his yellow. No. But here's the thing. So, uh, spoiler, he basically, his, his battery smashes. If you defy Sinestro, a... he will blow you in half. But but the thing is, why hasn't he ever done that with when he was a Yellow Lantern like against Hal Jordan? It's like, mm-hmm. I hate you, Hal Jordan. Because he's secretly in love with Hal Maybe Jordan. Maybe he can't do it with the Yellow Lantern battery. I don't know. It's like Joker and um, Batman. But there's some cool things. So, so I spoil some things where he talks about breaking the ring. And this is something you never really think about. It's like, okay, here's the universe's like, most powerful weapon. Yeah, it can run out of energy. Jeez. It can run out of juice. But you never really think of it that it, it's possible it could break. And he says he broke the ring twice. Right. And and there's some others. Something happened to Hal Jordan. He's like, yeah. Um, he's like, nothing harmful. We'll deal with that later. But they Oops. don't deal with that later. Yeah, things go poorly for Hal. And then uh, uh, the Guardians at the yeah, last page. Yeah, what are those? For what? It's one of the red yeah. lanterns. Yeah. That's racist, Sarah. You're judging them by their appearance? They look like flies. They can't help it. Some things look wicked, and then they're not. And then, um, yeah, it's big things with the Guardians at the end. It's like, it's it's crazy. Well, I want to read it. It's good, yeah. It's, yeah. it's real good. So the weird thing is, what I like, and you know, we've talked about this a lot, is this book is has such a separate feel from the other Green Lantern books. And that's great because it's like it's, it's in its own little corner. You can see that. And right. on the other hand, it's like you think – what, what I understand is if Hal Jordan's been on Earth all this time, how come no one's talk, come talk to him? How come Kyle, Guy, or John has said, hey, how's it going? They're busy blowing up Mogul. But, there's, oh, but Kyle's out chasing voodoo and saying, oh, you're an alien, but I'm going to save you because you don't look like an alien, and I'm dumb because my ring can't detect it. But, you know, yeah, he detects the other one. Hey, check it out. I'm in this comic. What are you talking about? 
That's good. Okay, if you say so. Um, so it, you think there, there'd have to be some fallout or, or continuation or something, you know? There, but there's, there's really been nothing. I, I don't think I read the last issue of Green Lantern Corps. Uh, it's uh, yeah. Is so, that Martian? Wait, is that the one with Martian Manhunter makes a cameo? I don't remember. Okay. I didn't read it, Corey. No. <laughs> I can't tell you. You said you didn't think, but you weren't sure. And Red Lanterns is his own thing. Then that's I don't even want to talk about that. Terrible. Um, yeah, that book has really gone downhill. So it, I, with all this stuff that Sinestro's like spouting out and stuff that's happening with Guardians, I mean, there's there's got to be something. I think maybe out. it's Sinestro. Like Sinestro is really cool in this book, and he's sort of what isn't in the other books. And the other books are lacking something. Maybe they're lacking Sinestro. Maybe it's Jeff John. <gasps> maybe some people are are really going off against Jeff John's how Sinestro is like his. His favorite and all this stuff. And so, so even he if he is well? his favorite, like, who cares? Everybody well, has a favorite. Because, like, I said, like, when I brought Get up the, the question, is like, how come Sinestro never killed anyone with his battery before? And someone's like, it's because Jeff Johns really likes him and he's doing whatever and this and I don't know. I don't or maybe exactly. he's just a different character. he never character. had the opportunity. Maybe, yeah. you know, like, or maybe the Green Lantern, Green Lanterns don't work like the Yellow Lanterns do. I don't know. It's, it's kind of weird. Um, Magneto, not a hero. Number oh, three. This is, this is good. Three uh, or four. This wasn't as good as um, oh. <laughs> the uh, one and two. Yeah, but it was still pretty good. Um, you you can you can start to see um, or yeah you can see that Magneto even though he's siding with Cyclops and you know he's sort of changed his attitude about how or what the what the um, like. What am I trying to say? I don't know. <laughs> what his ultimate goals are, but I think that deep down, like, he hasn't really changed very much, and he's willing to hurt people to get what he wants out of them, and he doesn't seem to have any, or show any kind of remorse. I also like the dialogue between um, Nagito and Cyclops in here. I think it's pretty pretty funny. Calls uh, him old man. Yeah, calls him <laughs> old, old man, which he is, you know. Uh, this is kind of creepy, though. Yeah, I, I that was okay. A weird. That that bothered me. Um, so like the this, the cuckoos, they're okay. They're they're triplets because was it one of them that died? There's only one. That, mm-hmm. And okay, are they still you know dressing the same? Okay, whatever. But the fact that they're all dressed exactly the same and they're wearing <laughs> their shirt all tied up and and, and their torsos are too long. Here here's a secret. I, I sort of did that with my shirt one time. My daughter's like, Dad, what are you doing? You can't do that. Girls do that. <laughs> so she didn't like that. Uh, I do stuff like funny. that sometimes about her. Um, yeah, so th- that's but just... But even like the way that they talk. <laughs> yeah, it just really it didn't seem... And it's like, is this shot necessary where no. you can like almost see up your skirt? And... No. <laughs> but you know. But I still, I still really like Magneto in this Spoiler book. Light. It's pretty cool. It is for the boys. <laughs> It's not for the girls, not for me. Well, I mean, it's for some girls. Yeah, not for me, though. Some girls dance with women, I hear. Some girls do. But uh, last page is cool. Yep. I'm I'm interested. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's hard to believe that this, this is only a four-issue limited series. Also, is it going to like have consequences, do you think, in like the main series? I would hope so. <laughs> Otherwise, it'll be kind of like, well, what was the point of that? Right. I don't even yeah. understand. Well, that's the unfortunate thing with a lot of miniseries. And that's what I've said before, but usually three-issue miniseries where it's like nothing – it's, it's over, and then that's it. substantial really happens in, yeah. in a lot of them, or they don't really matter that much. Which, I mean, one way to look at it is like, okay, he, he, this could be like a cool story with this character and everything like that. 
But then it's like, is it just like a like an Elseworld story in a, in a way where it's just you're just reading it just to read it, or you know, does every story need to have an impact? I guess well, not necessarily. No, but I think that when maybe it's because I I like Magneto so much that I'd like to see the you know the repercussions. Yeah, and if right. you're you're investing in it, yeah, you know, for four months, you know it. Three dollars an issue. It's like yeah. you want something. You want it to matter. Not that. Yeah. Not that it doesn't matter if if there are no consequences. But right. But it's always nice to like get more out of the story after it's yeah. over. Uh, Batwoman number five. Uh, I'm then we have Black Panther. <laughs> Batwoman number five. I was gonna say that was one of my most anticipated books on that list that we made. Um, what, Black Panther. No, Batwoman. Uh, the end of this issue. Holy crap. So, I love this book. I, I this really, book really love this book. Um, Batwoman needs to get out in the sun. <laughs> yes, yes, but she's but just not too white. It's okay. Uh, so she, she. It's interesting because um, and that's not a racist. We comment. see the way that she sort of, sure. she sort of breaks down. Like, what is she going to do? You know, when when Batman is like, and you can see this in Scott Snyder's Batman. You know, when he has a problem that he needs to solve, he like racks his brain until he figures it out. And he, he just continues to search. With Batwoman, she takes a completely different approach, and she meditates. And I thought that that was really interesting. She's mm-hmm. like, all right, I'm going to sort of detach myself from the situation, and I'm going to observe it, you know, or, or like sort of put it on the side and, like, think about it that way. Like, let's try to see the big picture. Right, instead of yeah. Instead looking at everything individually. Right. And, and it's interesting just to see, like, the two. They're both very smart characters, and I think that, uh, like, I love the way she's being written here because she's written really smart. Um, but so is Agent Chase, and Agent Chase is just so interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, she, like, the last issue we saw her really manipulate Flamebird. Right. Into Oof. getting information that she absolutely needs, and that was great. Like yeah. some really, really in- exciting stuff. And then here we see um, how she uses that information that she gathered in, in the third issue or the fourth issue, and and uh, propose uh, give give Kate this sort of like a very interesting proposal, and um, not to give it away because it's kind of a big deal, but it has the potential to. Um, change everything. Change everything, yeah. And, and involve characters like Batman and Batman Inc. Yeah. You know, it was weird. Thinking back, it's like I always thought that Chase and, you know, like they just could not stand Batman. Like they wanted to put an end to her and all that. And you don't really get that impression here. So I, I feel like I missed something. I mean, was there any reading between the lines before? Was that clear what her intentions were in the first few issues or did I? No. I mean, no. so, so, I so, so that, that felt a little weird to me. And it, you know, it makes sense if, if that's the case, because obviously if she's talking with whoever it's like, Oh, you know, we got to do this. We, you know, talking to police, we got to get some evidence and, you know, so yeah, she's not going to lay all her cards on the table, but it's just, that felt a little weird. Um, I think that the first few issues were just like chase going after Batwoman because she wanted to find out who she who she was and she was like like you saw her interview kate's father you know and she started to feel like she was getting closer and closer to you know figuring out who this person is and she does um but she said something interesting in this issue or i think maybe it was the previous issue where she says oh you get too close to batman then you know you, you like you turn up with like 
dead ends. Right. Yeah. Or, I mean, like, you know, look at Jason Todd or Barbara Gordon. Yeah. And it's interesting because that is the first time that I've seen that. Like, here's a cop or here's, like, a government official, and she says, well, you get too close to Batman and you turn up with dead ends everywhere. And that's true. Yeah. And it's it's interesting. She's uh-huh. pretty smart. She's pretty smart. And, I mean, we're not even, like – how amazing is it that we've been able to talk so like deeply and extensively about this book and we haven't even brought up like the main conflict between yeah. her and the the ghost. Yeah. And like I love the sort of supernatural tack that this book takes and I think that her whole meditating on problems as opposed to like pounding information into a computer mm-hmm. I think totally serves the more supernatural like trippy feel. Yeah, I know. That Me also too. the art puts forward gorgeously. We were talking last week about DC's like, a lot of the fringe DC books are now using panels in very interesting ways, and this yeah. book does one of the best. This one, I, it's 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 pretty cool um, for that article on Chase that I, I had to write for uh, Thursday. Um, I went back and I read a few issues where Williams was the uh, – or J.H. Williams was the penciler. Mm-hmm. And you can see the, the beginning of his experiments with panel layouts – and um, it's it's pretty cool. Like, and I want, I almost wonder if like this is something he wanted to do like ten years ago, but he didn't uh, because everything was sort of more it was, it was a lot more structured. Right. You know, the panels were a, a lot more structured, and now he's he can just like you know, oh, here's Kate with like her her whole cape and like the entire cape is split into like different panels. Yeah, like, that's so cool. It is cool. Like it's just really it's really neat. Well, this is something um, like Greg Capullo was talking with um, – I forget who he was talking – he's talking with someone else how basically they're, they're kind of limited with the way they lay out the pages because he's used to like an image where you know there are, aren't ads in, in there. You know, There's house ads like usually at, at the end. But here – and you know, we, we notice it with, with Batwoman where they put all the house ads in the back, which just makes it feel really weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when you're doing these two-page spreads, you have to be really careful – how they're laid out and you need to make sure that it's printed because um, it was Amazing Spider-Man a, a few issues ago where they really messed up and there was supposed to be a two-page spread that was it was like on page three and four. So it was, it was like it made it, – well, I mean you can figure – you knew what they did, but it, it disrupted it, the image. It just didn't look right. Yeah, I mean because it was clearly cut in half and you had to like flip back and forth. And I don't I don't remember the um, issue. I think it was Spider-Man, but it was uh, Mike Allred. Wasn't Spider-Man? Um, I think he, it was, he's done it. Like I think a, I think it was Mike Allred's Spider Man and the way like he laid out his panels were that was amazing. Mm-hmm. Where it was like little Spider Man and he's like running and then there are scenes of like No, that was someone else. I'm trying to think. Was that someone else? Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was um I can't think of the guy's name. It was yeah. I, Do you I know, know what I'm talking I, I know about? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was Mike Allred. It wasn't. No, he hasn't done Spider Man recently. Because hmm. it was a recent issue where I think it was It was sort of it was like maybe last year. Yeah. But I remember thinking, wow, like this is a, absolutely beautiful. I loved it. And it was Spider-Man. Um, the other thing is J.H. Williams' art, like pencils, yeah, is really, really amazing. Yeah, uh, It's incredible. There's, yeah. there's some up at Isotope hanging. Because J.H. Williams was there a um, month or so ago. Yeah. Was it that long ago already? I think it was December Jeez. maybe. <laughs> and yeah, so there's, there's some. And halfway through January. I don't think the art is very cheap. That's if you, insane. If you want some original... Batwoman art. I wouldn't imagine oh, really? it would be. Yeah. So. That's, I mean, I would, I would love, like, I, th- I feel like Batwoman is, I would love some, like, original Batwoman art. That Absolutely. would be so cool. And you can be, buy some. Yeah, right. 
You, you want to give me a raise first? Uh, what's that? I don't understand. Black Black Panther, 528. I have not read it. I want to read this because I do like Michael Avon Oming. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, uh, I, don't, I didn't like it here. I thought it was a little weak. How come? What, you didn't like what, the story or the art? It was a little silly. And, and sort of the way... I don't know if I'm just getting too old and like I'm overanalyzing mm-hmm. uh, what's going on, but I don't believe that uh, Wilson Fisk could don't just, spoil for me. just be like, or I'm just going to send a couple assassins to go like, you know, into, whole, into Wakanda. He, no, no, no. no. Like I'm just going to send them to Wakanda and then um, like they're going to just climb over the palace walls, which is what they did. And it's like, <laughs> Okay, well, here's a problem with that. You know, Wakanda is a country. Right. So you can't just expect to, like, come in. Like, no problem. Like, here are my papers. You know, right. this is not, a, not an issue. Not, but if they're not ninjas? Okay, but here's, here's, my, here's my thing. Like, the way it's described, okay? Should I read it to you? Maybe. Maybe um, I should read if, it. If I don't know. Sure. If, you, if you think that would. I have, I have no idea. But whatever, no, I'm not gonna read it. But then, like, then, like, all all of a sudden, all these all these ninjas like hop over the wall. Like, oh, now we're in Wakanda because we hopped over the palace wall. And then out of nowhere, like, Suri comes and she like sort of saves the day, which is fine. Like, finally, like, I I don't think she's been in comics for like a year. You know, the Black Panther of Wakanda. Right. But um, it's just it's uh, I don't know. But I, I felt like it was poorly executed. <laughs> Okay. Scarlet Spider number one. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love it so much. Did you read this, sir? I didn't. You should. Oh, I thought you read it and you didn't love it. No. You know who wrote this? Chris Yost. Yeah. I like Chris and Yost. Ryan Stegman. Give me. Ryan Stegman's a funny guy. Give me it. Mm. He said he was, never mind, I shouldn't say anything. Um, what? Nothing. He said he loves you. No. Um, what did he say? I can't say because it got me in trouble. No. He's going to rat me out on something. <laughs> and so basically now here's the thing I think you guys might know how I feel about Ben Riley. you enjoy him very I much I think I've, I've mentioned that a couple of times I've never liked Kane before because they kind of one dimensional I mean just well they, they show because I always thought he, the way he, he looked you know with just his the, 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 the black outfit you know right. he had all the scars which you know I'm sorry for people with scars it's not the problem but you know and he's got all you know, the bulginess you know the veins or whatever it's supposed to be coming out and right. the tattered purple cape just always seemed kind of I silly I could tell if that was his costume or if he actually looked like that yeah apparently it's kind of both and and like you said he was when I mean it was also weird and, he, and here they kind of get into it. it's like you know what was his motivation it's like he hated Ben Riley yeah. so at first, I thought he hated Ben Riley because Ben Riley was the perfect clone. Right. But then, you know, when I, I wrote that article recently and going about Kane, you know, going back and reading some stuff, it almost seemed like because there was the, you know, they were bamboozled where they thought that. Bamboozled. They thought that. <laughs> ben, swoggled. They thought Ben Riley was the, the original and Peter Parker was a clone. You know, they're all, all, all tricks. So then it seemed like, oh, he really hated the original Spider Man. So right. he was after him. So it's. You're not really clear if he, if he was after Ben Riley because Ben Riley was a clone was a threat to the original, or because he thought Ben Riley was original and he wanted, just hated him. And so there was all that stuff, and it's you know he came, he did this stuff, and but now 
You know, One way or another, he, this book is awesome. And he, you know, he he's been on a road to redemption. You know, back in the, the Grim Hunt. You know, he he sacrificed yeah, himself. Yeah, that for, was great. I actually recently read that. That was you know, that was so good. As, as much as I really hated the idea of bringing Craven the Hunter back, just because Craven's last hunt is basically mm-hmm. a perfect story, it, it, they did it well. Yeah, they, they did. They respected the source material. They had. They didn't just like decide to do this one day, or maybe they did, and they just decided to do it well. But <laughs> but yeah, this book. I mean, in the whole like. You know, just ask anyone who will admit to being a fan of Venoms in the 90s. Like, the whole Lethal Protector thing can be done very, very, very silly. Mm -hmm. And I really feel like they pull it off here so far. Anyway, I mean, obviously it's only been one issue. But uh, I feel like Kane has a lot going for him. And, like, on his whole, like, road to redemption, but also he's not willing to completely compromise the way he likes to do things. Like mm-hmm. he's like, no, I'll, I'll kill like he even one of his first lines is get out of here before I just kill you all. Yeah. Or like the, all the power, none of the responsibility. Yeah. Which was so, also kind of the hoods yeah. original tagline. And I, I think it's, um, it's, it's going to be a matter of nature versus nurture, you know, because mm-hmm. he is Peter Parker, but he doesn't have his memories. He didn't have his upbringing. He didn't have uncle Ben and aunt May to, to give him this wholesome and still all this positive, you know, this is what you got to do. And, you know, he basically he's, he, he lived in a lab, and he had the jackal, and he was rejected. And you know, so so it's interesting because you can see he has the heroic nature in him, but it's also like he he doesn't want to be bothered. But then it's like so now he's like really fighting it, and so kind of like his shaggy look a little bit more than his like crew cut look. Yeah, yeah, whatever. But I, then, I can see why you wouldn't want to be running around in tight mask with that's the thing. a giant beard. Yeah, it it would just be all bulgy, right. and then you take it off, and you're going to have mask hair, which right. I I don't know how Peter Parker makes his hair look so fluffy when you know, he takes his mask off. He takes care of his hair. I don't know. That's man who takes pride in his appearance. No, it wouldn't matter. <laughs> Speaking of Spider Man, it's, it's a breathable mask. The Amazing Spider Man, fifty years of Spider Man. <gasps> oh, I remember when issue one came out. I was just like like seven years. No, I'm kidding. I'm not <laughs> hey, no, you don't. I don't. Um, you know this cover? Not a great cover. I I, I really like Humberto Ramos. I do but, too. But I love Humberto the, Ramos. The, the, the hips. Yeah. Kind of look a little weird. Her torso is enormous. Yeah. So that's the problem. That's a polite way of saying it. <laughs> um, this is the world's greatest superhero, mm-hmm. Amazing Spider-Man. It says on the cover. Um, this is not Dan Slott. He's getting a little break here. This Mark is Wade. Mark Wade because this is going to cross over into Daredevil. Who knows a thing or two about writing Spider-Man? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Emma Rios, who did the Osborne miniseries. Oh yeah. Um, I, I'm pretty sure. I don't really like the art and the interiors. Um, it, I actually I I'd like the art here better than I did. I mean, like I said, now I'm starting to doubt myself. I'm pretty sure she did the, the Osborne. I could look it up, but I'm not. She did. I don't know yeah. if it's like the colors, but. Uh, I like the art. It uh, it felt kind of it, it, it pops. Cluttered. I don't know. That's such, a, that's such a buzzword. How sucky would that be? Yeah, <laughs> you're you're in your towel, and the police bust down your door. Do you think they let you. you put clothes on? I I would say normally. I don't know if it, for like a superhero or supervillain that they're trying to apprehend because. Well, the thing is, they, they okay. If we want to talk, yeah. So that, I was wondering that too. Would they let her get dressed, or are they going to haul her off in a towel and nothing else? Because they in the winter when it's snowing, they can't just. Which I, I got to bring that up when um, Batgirl comes up. Um, they can't, you know, they, they can't say, "Oh, sure, go go ahead and change," because obviously someone needs to be there. But then the whole thing is like, 
she can't have any privacy. But is there a female arresting officer? Because maybe that. And and you know, does she have? I, I guess the other question is, what rights do you have? Because you know, you have the right to remain silent. Blah blah blah. You do necessarily have the right to get dressed in the privacy of your bedroom. Probably not. I would say no. I'm go with no. So, like you, they can't t- risk turning their back on you. Cause, yeah. You know. So let's. I mean, there should be female officers here, but if there's not, it's not like they can say, "Well, okay, we'll turn her, her away. You know, we'll respect your privacy." And like they couldn't even really let you go into an enclosed room because then, like, you could just kill yourself instead of wanting to go to jail. And then would she have, you know, any grounds to countersue? It? Like, let's say she was innocent. And then she then says, yes. you invaded my, pr-, you know. I mean, you can countersue for wrongful arrest if you're innocent. Other, you know, the whole probable cause thing. But, I mean, yeah, so that, I event. guess that's a curious thing. It's like, did they allow her to get dressed? Probably and, because she's dressed in the next, when we see her next. Well, they could give her something, you know, and at the jail. So where is she at later? I don't He's drinking a whole bottle of champagne. Oh, no, she's in, she's in the, the prison she's colors. Crazy. So, yeah, of course, you know, yeah. they're, they're going to give her that, so. I don't know. So even if if they let her put something else on, she'd still have to change. <laughs> so uh, I, I I liked it. It was fun. Um, yeah. the, the banter between Spider Man and Daredevil is great. I think the banter between Spider Man and Black Cat was also great. Yeah, yeah. And you know, some people are Spider-Man just Spider Man haters. So looking for a little something, something, and Black Cat's like, "You're really bad at this." And that was really funny. Yeah. So good issue. Despite what Sarah Lima thinks. <laughs> Ultimate Comics X Men number six. This is great. Yeah. Paco Medina still gets You don't it like it, huh? I, I just I I don't like the storyline. I love this story. I, yeah. I, I don't care for the Stryker Jr. What is your beef? Stryker Jr., Sentinels. What is your major malfunction, Private Pile? And uh, I, I like the Batman imagery that they use in this. Yeah, I'm, right? Of, of him like kneeling in yeah. his like dead kid and dead wife. I was like, is that that's like purely Batman? Yeah, totally. I'm waiting for this arc to be over. Oh no! And then uh, we'll get to an arc that I'm waiting for it to be over. So, so and then good. the last page is like uh, really. I, I, I'm interested to see what they do because that could be pulled off well, and it could turn out to be terrible. Okay, so the last page I'll say is the return of a character. I'm questioning whether it actually is that character. I'm, yeah, I am too. I hope it, I hope it isn't. It, it better or not be. Because... I like when characters stay dead in the Ultimates universe. Yeah. The shade number four. Uh, so this was a perfect issue. Or the shade time passed. Um, you know, it's it's unfortunate that James not here because I had a question for him or two. Well, I'm not going to ask it now. Oh, okay. I want to put him on the spot. Oh, yeah. that's true. Gotcha journalism. So we have flashbacks here. Uh, this is what what was really cool. So, um, this issue was Darwin Cook, and I didn't realize it was Darwin Cook. But Ooh. we go back to 19. 19- 44 and um it's every it's everything you want like in a darwin cook story you know the setting is perfect and it, it felt like james was writing with the, the specific artist in mind and and that really impressed me I, I think it was really really good um story is beautiful you know the shade is interesting he's younger and we get a a look at his past and um a look at his great grandfather's past or grandfather's past. I, I don't remember which, <laughs> but it's great. It's really interesting. Um, it, it's a, it's a beautiful story, and uh, I can't wait for the next issue. Oh, but he's just so cool mm-hmm. in this. Oh, and of course, the vigilante. The vigilante. <laughs> that was awesome. I love it. Yeah, very good. Um, and this character was awesome too. Mm-hmm. 
So not not what she appears to be. <gasps> I'm I'm just wondering like when it's collected with the different art. Well, I think that that's what's going to uh, make sense. Like this is going to be a flashback. Yeah. And it's Darwin Cook, 1944. Like that's that's a great transition from like present it's to a past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that that'll be really interesting. And then like Jill Thompson will go to Paris. Like, and I feel like her artistic style really captures that, like, I don't know, like, I think it's like 1800s in Paris or something. I don't know. I could be wrong. But I think that that's going to actually benefit the story. And I know what you mean. Like, sometimes the transition, but when when you have a collected series, the differences in, in the art can be jarring you know the reading experience can feel like a little awkward must be. yeah but i don't think that it's going to be that way here because yeah. i think that these particular artists were sort of hand selected for the time periods that um james is going to be writing about the next issue it's all about blood it is all about blood all about mm-hmm. yeah everything Journey into Mystery. Oh, I really want to be reading this. This, um, I saw someone, I, I don't remember who, so I, I'm apologize for not giving credit, but someone put that, that this is kind of like Sandman, like Neil Gaiman's Sandman. I can just, see that. just kind of like, like just the feeling of it. And, you know, and with this, so we, so it's Kieran Gillen, and the art here is Richard Elson. It's, it's beautiful art. I mean, I don't usually say stuff is beautiful on this, but there's, there's some nice, nice imagery here. And, and it's just interesting getting this kid Loki and everything that's going on because you know he's the only one that knows about Thor. So we're finding out some more stuff. So I think this is underrated. Mm. <laughs> Carnage <laughs> USA number two, two of five. I if you had told me like I think I've said this before I'll say it again if you had told me ten years ago that two of the two really amazing books on the shelf in. 2011, 2012 would be Carnage and Venom. I would have laughed quite heartily at you. But uh, yeah, I love this story. I, I think it's really well written. I think that they make Cletus Cassidy a legitimately terrifying villain. Um, and I'm really interested to see in which direction it goes. My thing is, I, I did really like the first issue. This one, I, I think it's the, um, the uh, Team that comes in, Symbiote Squad. Yeah, I didn't want to give that away, but well, yeah, I don't know how. Second I, page. I don't know how I feel about them, and it's like, there's so many symbiotes here. And, you know, kind of what was advertised. Kind of, yeah. So I. I mean, I was a little disappointed that they like teased at the beginning that it was going to be like Venom and Anti Venom and Toxin, and then in this one they're kind of like, yeah, none of them are really available, so we're going to go with this. Yeah. So. I don't know. I didn't like this as much as I did like it. I didn't like it as much as the first one. I was saying. So I mean, I think this was a bit more mellow because the first one was you know a ton of action and just a ton of preparation, and then this one was kind of more like the Avengers show up up. They're out of yeah, boy, real quick. (laughs) Secret Avengers number twenty one, Warren Ellis's final issue. Farewell, Warren. Um, This was you will be missed. This was an an odd story, I thought. Yeah. it was very Ellis, though. Yeah, and, 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 and that's the thing is, you know, this is what has been, you know, I, I'm not totally crazy about some of the things here, but, you know, like Captain America coming in with a gun. And, right. and yeah, we assume it's it's not an actual gun. It's, you know, it's going to have some sort of, you know, tranquilizer or something like that. But it, it just seems weird that 
he's going to come in and hold these. He's like, I. <laughs> he used to mow down rats using the big one. You yeah, know? but he you know, he just <laughs> doesn't he doesn't guy. do that anymore. I do like <laughs> he's dirt. So basically, they're, they're, they need to find someone. Someone's undercover. You know, right. a bad guy. And I like <laughs> when he says, "I don't believe in torture. It's ugly, dishonorable, and unreliable." I'm gonna, so I'm going to let one of my colleagues do it. Right. <laughs> so I thought that was that was hilarious. Yeah. And then, but just the ending, the way it ends, which is, again, it's great. Worn out. You know, it's just like. Boom! So it's just very like, it's like whoa! It's like such an Ellis concept, <laughs> and and yeah, so it's, it it doesn't seem like it'd be a very cheerful job to be a Secret Avenger. Yeah, with, no. with the way things Seems leave like off. You'd wake up with a head full of nightmares every night. It's because like you're seeing the the really really big threats, the threats that are so big they can't even have events for them. Yeah. So um, it's gonna be interesting with the next issue because the next I think is twenty. 1.1 probably because Remender is coming on which you know if you're going to get a new writer it may as well be someone like Remender yeah and I guess Captain America is not going to be a big part of it is that true sir yeah and it's gonna be Captain Britain uh, Captain Britain and Hawkeye and, Hawkeye. and, and we're going to have Venom which is weird because Venom's yeah. on a run now so I kind of like that this is like Avengers classified it, it almost takes place outside of continuity yeah. and I kind of li- I kind of dig that, just yeah, that it and, lets them tell more interesting stories yeah. in my opinion but the whole thing is if they're secret they should be going on covert missions doing things that the Avengers wouldn't normally do right oh, Venom's a covert kind of guy yeah it's just too bad Moon Knight's not going to be around that is a pity yeah. I really like Moon Knight in this I think he's a good fit uh, X-Men Wolverine and the X-Men number four weird Weird issue. This was a great issue. Yes, but also very weird. Uh, I, I guess Sarah didn't really like it because she's not talking. I love it. <laughs> it was really great. Um, so what I like about this is, first of all, this is not like a regular X-Men comics. I mean, X, the X-Men comics have gotten so dark and dreary lately. It's like, you know, everything's, everyone's dying. Everyone's, you know, they're always being hunted and this and that, you know, gloom, gloom, doom and all this stuff. So I like that. I, I never thought that this issue would be around, you know, and the, the fact it's Wolverine running a school. I mean, it's absurd, but it's like Jason Aaron's making it work. And I, I love how it starts off that it's basically like a faculty meeting, you mm-hmm. know, and something that could be just reminds you of old times, huh? No, not really. <laughs> yeah. Um, Talking about which kids you wanted to psychically lobotomize. Yeah. So it, I mean, it's so there, you know, there's not a lot of action going on because it's just him talking about different things. But I think that's what's great about it is, you know, you get all this. And there's a lot, an extreme, surprising amount of, tie-in with with uncanny x-force because you don't get that i mean there's you don't really see them talk about one from you know one book to, to the next so we're, we're finding out about that um angels in here so there's <laughs> a lot you know people are saying you know yeah. what, what happened to angel he's not back warren. And so he is not warren worthington so you know there, there's some stuff with with angel that's coming up here <laughs> and what i also like is uh, so the, the art here is nick bradshaw and he just puts in like tons of like background detail like when when they're in in this room here, there's a dartboard. Who's on a dartboard? It's a picture of Cyclops. <laughs> yeah, I never noticed that. And and even like the it's the like classroom that. scenes, because you know we, with new X Men, I didn't really like it so much when it first started. Then Craig Kyle and Chris Yost took over, and you know I I was reading it, but even though I you know I love them as writers, I think part of it was the characters that I didn't really like. Mm-hmm. But it's weird here. It's like I don't. There's you know some of the same characters here. But just it's just a different setting, and and the same thing like when you're in a classroom scenes, there's just you know all this different, you know, just the detail in in the background, you know, like Quentin Quire burning a textbook, and yeah. you know, mm-hmm. so 
and and just like the the bickering and stuff that they do it, you know just it's it felt like it's, it felt like school it felt yeah. like one one uh, one of my classrooms except we didn't have broods in there <laughs> that i knew of and Aww. people with powers i love broods he was adorable so there's there's a lot that happens here. So you know, mentioned there's crazy stuff with Angel. I have a question. I can't tell if he's being sincere or if he's being sarcastic when he he's talking to Quentin Brew. Oh, a kid gladiator. He's he's being a jerk. Oh no, I meant when when Brew is talking to Quentin and Quentin starts like, uh, I, I, on him. I no, think I, he's being sincere. Yeah, I think I think he's I, being sincere. Yeah, I don't totally. Think he sarcasm. Yeah, no. I think yeah. For whatever reason, we don't know where Brew came from. I don't remember. Yeah, he's just trying to show it up. So I, I think he's kind of innocent in ways. Yeah, and you know he's you know he's trying to fit in. Sweet, you yeah. know, because Quentin mentions like you don't need glasses. You're just yeah. wearing it. You know, to you look. Can, you're wearing them to humanize you. Yeah, you think Which he's, is probably true. Yeah, you think he's really gonna eat people? I hope I not. Know. So there's some crazy things that happen. And uh especially what happens with I'm not gonna say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Angel and the other. Part. I yeah. love this book. Um, yeah, there's a lot of craziness that goes on in this book. Glimpse at the future. Yeah, yeah for, especially for as happy as the book is, this ending is a little bit grim. So, so here's <laughs> well, the thing. Some of it. What what I talked about is you know the X Men. Their futures always suck. I mean, it's always something bad that happened. You never see these characters in any of the future, but now that they're hanging out with the X Men, their future sucks too. So it's like you don't want to be an X Men because something is gonna, yeah. you know, bad happen no matter what. If if you're, you'll evolving. end up in a terrible, craptastic universe. Yeah. So crazy things, and then that crazy last page. Who <gasps> boy crazy indeed? Gross. That is really gross. <laughs> That's like gross. It's disgusting. Nah, just the cover of the next issue is. Really it's disgusting. The 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 fact that. How's... Gross. Oh my gosh, sir. Sorry. That's just the way I feel. You're not being very feminist, Sarah. Sarah's no. saying. No, that's nobody's business. Well, they're going to know what we're talking about because we basically alluded to what part of the comic uh, we're talking Deathlock's about. Deathlock's eyes like, popped out of his head. <laughs> that was pretty gross. That was pretty gross. Incredible Hulk number four. <laughs> Send your comments to Sarah. Hey. Incredible Hulk number four. Um, Jason Aaron, no Mark Silvestri on this issue. Is uh, yeah, he art. was just he was taking a little break. Well, because you know, there was you know I thought I heard something that he got some sickness, illness. Yeah. I mean, not not anything okay. serious. I mean, I don't I don't think I just you know something happened that, that I don't know what the deal is. But so you got Willis Portacio here. Um, it's a good replacement for Mark Silvestri, right? Yeah. Yes and no. I mean, I I'd say probably. 90, 95% of the time I, I like his art. But, you know, there, there's sometimes where it feels like it gets a little loose. And and that's how he felt like when he was doing, I think it was Uncanny X-Men 282, mm-hmm. like back when they, the Jim Lee days when they had the, the blue and the gold team. Mm-hmm. So Willis Portacio, that's when he made the jump because he did um, Wetworks at Image. That was his, his creator-owned thing. And then he was doing Uncanny X-Force. And, and just sometimes, you know, it's like super detailed, great. And then sometimes it just... Kind of fluctuates a little bit. Um, my problem is I, I'm not sure how I'm feeling about this story now. The whole thing. Uh, I didn't like the story to begin with. I mean, it was it was interesting. I, I don't feel it. I don't. I've kind of fallen off on this book, to be honest. I no longer like really feel like it's. Uh, I don't feel matters. driven to read it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because the whole thing is, which we're I guess we're going to find out next issues, like because we still don't know how they were separated. Well, they've been separated before. Like it's just weird to me that but, they're but, treating this like it's a new thing. But they were never separated like this. I mean, when they were separated, weren't they? 
Because when, when, when Hulk and Banner were separated, Hulk didn't have a personality. No. Because, you know, it, it was always Banner. So it's here. It's like, where is this coming from? Because, you know, we don't really know. Because it, it's always been where, you know, Hulk was just a, a mindless, you know, just a ball of rage. I think, I think they kind of changed it on Planet Hulk when they, like, when he said something to the effect of, like, yeah, Banner's not even trying to reassert control now because he's so scared and he knows that he would be just torn to shreds on this planet. So. I've got a measure of control over being the Hulk. I don't know how I feel about Banner being the crazy one, the angry one. I actually kind of like that. It just uh, he would be. I mean, he in that in that equation, like if the Hulk is is an expression of his id. I don't know. And then it's the whole thing is like he wants to turn him back into the Hulk. It's like he. It's just like how Hulk always wanted to be left alone. Banner wanted to be cured. Tony, you don't know what you got till it's gone. I don't know. Cinderella knows. Janet Jackson knows. Cinderella is a, a band, by the way, sir. Yeah, right. Band from, from the 80s. Yeah, right. Oh, no, what? <laughs> like yeah, right. Hair metal band. Oh, man. Oh, I'll play you guys a song. No. Right. Please do. Yeah. I'd play it now, but I don't want to yeah, get You've been outvoted, sued. sir. Oh, man. So, um, this guy's so gross. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the burning dude from Scarlet Spider. Spoiler, Sarah. Sounds like a Stephen King character. I didn't spoil anything. I just said it was gross. Randall Flagg. Corey spoiled it. (laughs) (laughs) Using the most generic terms possible. New Avengers, number 20. Did you read this, Corey? I did. I read and enjoyed. This was... uh, Bendis. Yeah, so basically Avengers vs. Dark Event. Norman's pulling some some tricks out. He he does some things. Um, Just crazy, crazy fighting. Yeah, Luke Cage is all angry all the time. Norman Osborn's Avengers can't really get along that well, which is kind of hilarious. It's just... I have a question for you, Tony. Yes. Okay, was this... What's his name? Barry Barton? Bart Barton? Bart. Bart Barton, really? Mm-hmm. His parents I, I, named him Bart. Oh, was it Bart? <laughs> I thought it was. It that, that would be terrible. Anyway, has this guy been in comics before? Is this guy? Yeah, like, he was. Well, he character? was. He's been shown in Origin, and then um, in the the last Hawkeye miniseries that I'm pretty sure it was Jim McCann doing them all because they had the Hawkeye and Mockingbird series. Right. Then they had the Widowmaker series. Right. And then was it Avengers Solo? Did he? No, no, no. It, it was. It was. Um. That. It was Hawkeye. It was when he was going blind. Oh, okay. And then that's when he found out about his brother. And, okay, I didn't and, read that. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. So he's 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 been around. Okay, cool. Um, anyway, other than that, yeah. No, this this book continues to be excellent, in my opinion. Yeah, some heavy duty fighting, and and what's nice is like you know you think the Avengers are going to come in and just win the day right away. It's like nope. No, like, this is a this they, is a powerful team. They have fighting. to they have to work to you know. Yeah, it's good. I, I like it. And Diodato. I also like that they don't get completely trounced because I always think that's weird when when like a team like the Avengers just shows up and then get trounced just to show how you know cool the villains are. But in this one, it actually seems like they go toe to toe, and I like, yeah, it's a good fight. It's a really good fight. I like Luke Cage's catchphrase. Yes, I just leave let people make people buy it. Uh-huh. Evil Deadpool conclude. You know, I've been re- meaning to read. I keep saying it's like I got to read. You know, about <sighs> this. It kind of it doesn't have a great ending. I have to oh, say. Well, I haven't read any other ones. I keep setting them aside. I, I've been I enjoyed the book kind of like off and on. It, it was good overall, but then yeah, it it just had a weak ending. Hmm. Um, it just kind of ends, quite frankly. Like it just is like, uh oh, we're on the sixth issue. We better just end. Well, and also because next issue he's gonna die. Yes. So, which is hilarious. Sorry, Deadpool. X Men Legacy two sixty point one. 
So here, I should read this one because I haven't really been able to jump on it. That's my legacy. I have to read it. So here, you know, Rogue. Basically, this is a, mainly about Rogue stepping up and being a teacher. Um, cool. It's a big evolution in her character, you know, and she's she's been kind of doing this. You know, she's been hanging out with the kids. You know, she had her own squad. She was out in space, basically leading that that squad. You know, with, with Gambit and Frenzy and you know Magneto, and so she's really um, taking charge and stuff. We're seeing, you know, the way she uses her power. It's, it's still weird the fact that she has control over her powers. And um, there's some demons that come from the path. Past. <laughs> oh, like literal, um, oh, I thought you meant literal demons. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. No. There's demons. Oh, okay. Like Actual. that attack. Yeah. Not, not demons. demons in her closet. No, okay. What What I don't like is how it starts off with them playing football. Why do you not like that? Well, because they just did that in X twenty three. Oh, fair enough. And and maybe they do know, it a lot. But the, the thing is, we because they used, they used to play baseball all the time. That used to be like like their thing. Like yeah, every, everyone's well. ruined that. Um, but it's like we don't really we haven't seen this. Is what I was talking about, like why Wolverine and X Men is so good, is because we don't really get that kind of like downtime. So now it, it kind of feels like let's try to do that in all the books, and it, it that didn't feel quite as natural here as it did in Wolverine and the X Men. So fair enough. Maybe I'm not being fair. <gasps> I don't know, but it, it was good. Crystal Skage wrote that. I got a lot of energy today. Um, so yeah, that that was pretty good. Deathstroke number five. Uh, how, how is this? I I, I kind I, of like how they they really hype up and play up the return of Legacy when the guy's been gone for like an issue. No, because each time it's a different Legacy. I, I get that, yeah. but it's like he he hasn't been in the book for what one two issues. Um, like... I actually really love this issue. I'm not uh, saying it's a bad issue. Don't no, get me I, wrong. I just I, think that cover's kind of funny. I I actually gave this a five. Which, which is, uh, again, it's it, if we put in the context of the of the comic, the type of comic. I mean, this is a comic full of just violence and action, and what we get is we get a little flashback. Cause so, what we found out, spoiler, is his son, um, Grant, who was long dead, thought to be dead, he might still be alive. You know, there's some clues that. Is you know I think they they found some blood that when they traced it they analyzed yeah. it that it was fresh on so a spe- it, and on a specific weapon too wasn't yeah it? Like on a specific piece of equipment yeah and you know the mask and that he wore so yeah. it's like either he's been alive all this time or someone somehow kept his blood preserved and then you know unthoughted or whatever to, to do this right. so so we get that we we get a flashback which is great because a lot of the series I mean I love Kyle Higgins but a lot of the series has mainly just been Death blow or death blow, death blow. Wow, uh, <laughs> blast from the past. Deathstroke just coming in, killing people. You know, just violence, heads getting chopped off, right. and all this stuff. People getting graphically dismembered. Yeah, so, so we're we're getting a, a little more insight into Deathstroke. You know, we we're seeing Which more about good. his son and about Peabody, who he's working with now. Because in a book like this, you you run the risk of just having the character become stagnant and boring and just kind of like a one dimensional, quote unquote, badass. Yeah, and you know, you're seeing him. He, you know, he's He's a little tired, you know, after all this stuff. So he's kind of relaxing, and I still not a big fan of of the armored costume. Yeah, it's it's a little too much. I because I like slim Deathstroke, where he you know he's more agile. He can you know jump around and. I was kind of hoping it would grow on me, and it really hasn't. It makes sense that he would have it. So even though you know he has some meta abilities or whatever, if he's going to be this crazy assassin going in all these you know insane situations, yeah, he's going to need some protection. So right. it makes sense. But I still it's I, blocky. I, yeah, it it just seems much. And the the covers, I I, I dig Simon Bis, Bisley, mm-hmm. but 
the covers are, are are a bit too much. You know, it's, it's like the mask doesn't even look right. You know, the way it, it's, yeah. it's not even the same design. It's kind of his way, and that's actually pretty subdued for Simon Beasley. That guy can really go yeah. like crazy and over the top. But I kind of wish he would almost like. But then, uh, best oh submarine scene. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That goes poorly. <laughs> that was ins- alert. In- insane. Um, I-, I loved it. And uh, we'll see if there's a next issue. <laughs> Good luck, Deathstroke. X Factor 230. I continue to love this book. <laughs> so so the, the, the main thing, um, what I think we've always said is the great thing about X Factor is it's, it's in its own corner of the Marvel Universe. You know, Occasionally it, it gets pulled into the, the X-Men events, but it's mainly been allowed to go on its own. They had, you know, their private investigations. You know, they they do some hero stuff, but it's like they've been allowed to do their own thing. So now that we have Regenesis and Havoc and Polaris are back from space, who used to be members, but that was like old X Factor. Even though it was a lot of the same so characters, yeah, they they haven't been around since Madrix started the private investigation, you know, firm or whatever. So Wolverine decides, hey, they're gonna be put on a team now, and that kind of worries me a little bit because now Peter David's still doing. I mean, he's been brilliant since you know he's he's been on this. So it's like this I, book has been really consistent. I actually just recently caught up on all the trades, and mm-hmm. holy moly, like yeah, all the trades are super good. I just I just wonder what Havoc and Polaris back will mean for the direction of the book. Which you know, I kind of hope they get different costumes because those costumes are going to stand out. Yeah, even, even against someone like Shatterstar or Longshot. So I wonder, it's like, was did editorial say, "Hey, Peter, you need to put these two characters on your team now," or maybe he's like, "I want to bring them back. Let's finally bring them back out yeah. of space." The other thing is, Madrux, Jamie's, his situation, you know, he's, he was killed, but he's not sort of whatever. Everybody knows how mutants love to stay dead. Uh, because if, if it was Jamie and Alex, it's like, who's going to lead the team? Because it was always Alex. Come up. And, and, you know, Polaris was a leader for a time, even though, you know, Alex always assumed he was. But I'm, then. I'm sure that will become an but issue. But this is Jamie's team, especially if they're doing a private investigation. And then what. So yeah, it's it's going to be messy, and I just don't want it to change everything. But I really like all the metaphysical stuff that's going on with Strong Guy too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's, yeah, they're all this bickering and stuff. Yeah, just because of the way it gets it. Like Peter David is really, really good at taking an incredibly serious topic and talking about it in a funny way. Mm-hmm. Like this whole like, yeah, does Strong Guy have a soul? Does that mean that he's like a monster? Like. And yeah. he's, like, getting all offended. He's like, how can you guys just talk about this right in front of me? Like, yeah. I don't feel any different. But, yeah, it's just I really, really like what Peter David has done with this series. And I'm kind of amazed that it's gone as long as it has because I don't think it's exactly setting the world of sales on fire. Yeah. But yeah. So thank goodness. that. But yeah, it, buy it X Factor. Keep this book on the shelves. And I, I like that they addressed uh, Monet's costume, yeah. her zipper. That was really funny. Actually, even Wolverine, like, fit in well. Like, usually you throw Wolverine on the cover to kind of – give sales like a shot in the arm or something but i actually felt like his interactions with everyone were really organic yeah so my main concern is now that it's got regenesis slapped on the cover is it going to be the same i mean still peter david yeah is so he good. is he going to be allowed to still do peter david x factor or is he gonna have to make some compromises to fit into whatever else is going on in the x universe yeah so. The return of brilliant. brilliant brilliant number two mark bagley and brian michael bendis did you read this? I did not. So no. this is um, 
based dealing with separate universes. Icon has nothing to do with anything Marvel. A bunch of college kids, they may have unlocked um, the, the, the ability to create superpowers. So there's no super... This is like a regular world. There's no superheroes. But they may have figured out how to create superpowers. So then what are these kids going to do? Are they going to use it for good or bad? And, and, you know, you got some... You know, college situations. You know, and there's there's swearing, there's drinking. So it's it's obviously not a kids' book. So you know, there's that realistic. That's why it's on icon. <laughs> yeah, there's that kind of you know realistic feel to it, and it's 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 very interesting. Superboy, well, we got to get through these. Superboy number five. So more about Fairchild. So they finally confirmed it before. They, Red is Fairchild from Gen thirteen. Hmm. So she's been revealed. She. I got some some trouble it's with kind of another book that I've with nowhere. Off of. I never really it never really grabbed me. I'm just um, it's interesting that we you know we got Rose Wilson here, right? And so you know she's a great character. Um, Superboy had the chance to leave nowhere, but basically when he's out in the real world, he's like he doesn't know anything out there. So he actually chose to come back and work for nowhere. Um, we saw in Teen Titans number four, which came out last month, which unfortunately happens after this issue because he's talking about going after Wonder Girl and we already know how that happened. So it's it's interesting because you're, you're, you're trying to figure out, he's trying to figure out where he fits in and um, we'll, we'll talk with the new DC Comics, I think there's going to be some tie-in with this too which we'll talk about that in just a bit. <laughs> Batgirl number five. Okay, here's, a, here's what I want to mention. It's snowing here. It's not snowing in any other Batman books. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <you're>, okay. <laughs> Maybe they're taking place at different. You, you didn't like this. I didn't like this. Did you like this? I don't actually think I read it. Um. Okay. So there's a similar concept in this issue uh, that we see in Batwoman. Actually, um, this idea. Oh God, I think I did read it, and I just completely forgot what happens. Y- yeah. I mean, not much. Uh, it's the beginning of a new story arc. Uh, there's a, a villain named Gretel who mm-hmm. uh, has, I guess, like power to m- manipulate people. Okay. Uh, See, I wasn't sure if it was her power or someone else's. I don't know, but every time she shows up, uh, some other character starts acting a little bit weird. Hmm. So um, I want the ability to make people act weird. Yeah, right. <laughs> so they start like attacking people, and yeah, um, she doesn't. She's not very interesting, in my opinion. Um, then we see uh, Barbara's mother again in this issue. And um, you can't really distinguish between them. They look the same, with the exception of, like, oh, yeah. different color coats, they which really I thought do. was kind of frustrating just to read because uh, I would have liked to know who was talking when. Um, Did Barbara's mom have so her when she was, like, 12? Well, there's that. And now, <laughs> there, 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 if you want to go into that, the whole um, questions like what the heck's going on well yeah because um barbara okay so going to the whole thelma revelation from before do i have to okay well the the the, (laughs) barbara's had like there's been references to barbara's mother before um was she adopted because in one in one story, you know, Barbara was adopted by Commissioner Gordon, and now it seems that, you know, it's actually her biological father and that um, his wife left him and left them, but he had Sarah, 
So there was Sarah and there was Thelma. <laughs> Yeah. And know. Louise. And okay. Louise. So, I mean, I don't know who so, the wife this guy's had, the, but I don't really know who the heck is supposed to well, be. Thelma was Thelma and, and Jim had a relationship or something going on. She she married his brother, I believe. Yeah, they, it was and, and it was so, his brother. So they they thought that everyone thought Bar- or assumed Barbara was Thelma and Jim's brother, whoever. Right, it was. but and then there was a speculation that Barbara was really Jim and Thelma's. Yeah, because uh, Thelma had an affair with Jim. Weird. Yeah, it was kind of weird. And then she finds out, and then she's like, kind of dealing with it. And then Batman's like, just there. It was weird. But then, it's, so, but then it's like, like, well, what happened to um, Thelma and Who knows? the other guys? Because then somehow Barbara ends up with Jim and Barbara Senior. Sounds like a plot for Maury Povich. Because Batman. so, <laughs> you are the father. Because we know James Junior is is the son of Jim and Barbara Senior. Right. And in the flash, in the Black Mirror, Barbara was there, and because there's like the comment that that Barbara makes here that how her dad never married after her mom, because you know they they don't never specifically say that this is Thelma, so we don't. I think everyone's assuming it's Thelma because yeah. it's red hair and it's not brown hair like in the Black Mirror. Yeah. But you know, Barbara says how how dad never remarried after her but it's like no but james is younger he, than he, barbara yeah. right so he must have whether that happened you know maybe he got divorced here's what i think is happening and then there's sarah essen who was after they got married which right. maybe that didn't happen so uh i don't know if gail's actually reading anything other than her own book <laughs> that's what i think is happening um because it, it sort of doesn't uh make sense and we don't know who the mother is right yeah. now um, also, putting Bruce Wayne in this book. It did not feel like him. I, first of all, it didn't feel like him. Second of all, like, can DC please stop, like, just throwing Bruce Wayne into any freaking book because, you know, sales are down? Right. Like, it, literally any billionaire, whoever, could I, I would say be that he's more overexposed this. than Wolverine at this point. It's, it's frustrating, you know, because he was in Batwing last week and right. this week he's in Batgirl and whatever. Anyway, um, it's not – sorry. No. I mean, I know there are people that really like this, and that's good, but I'm not really one of them. Also, there's one of the uh, – one of the ideas that is – like the the whole Agent Chase versus Batwoman mm-hmm. thing, um, that's sort of happening here now too where right. uh, there, there's, a, there's a cop that is sort of going to go after Batgirl. Really? Yeah. Okay, so, and, yeah. and the other thing is, it's like so. Apparently, Jim doesn't know that Barbara yeah. is Batgirl. Yeah, there's that too. Because you really get the impression. Because obviously, if he did know, he wouldn't be setting. He this... wouldn't be like, "Hey, detective, could you please go after my daughter?" And weird. Yeah. <laughs> Unless know. he just assumes my daughter is so good that she's not going to get caught, and so no, I'm just covering this. No, I don't this. think so. Okay, so this just in. Um, Geo sent this to me. There is a new DC Comics logo. Apparently, okay. um, this was posted on. Bleeding cool. So where they got a hold of it, I didn't read this. They hacked the DC again. Here is the logo. What the hell? So it's pretty bad. It's uh, a, like a D that's being peeled back with uh, the C underneath is it. Is that what that is? I thought it was a leaf. No, it's just like the cover. That's oh, the okay. D. So yeah, it's no, a D and a C for DC Comics. That's uh, okay. What? Why? And I wonder if that's going to be the colors of it. Rather, like, rather than the blue. It looks like the Enron logo, uh, thank sort Thank you, of. yeah. No, it looks like that should be like 
Genofact or like <laughs> like corporation or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it doesn't like look like a comic book logo. Movie. Looks yeah, like so. a. Looks like we make cybernetic implants. Didn't the they just change their logo like not that long ago? No, that's it's pretty been... much what it's been. I like the original. <laughs> I like the original one with the little stars. Yeah. Yeah, that's not even the original one. The it's original not? original was like because um, it used to be National Publications or something like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then then they had the DC. It was. I mean, it was literally like they would call it a bullet because it was round. It looked like you know like the back of a bullet. Mm-hmm. And yeah, number one with a bullet. Um. Okay. There's someone I'm trying to think. Someone that we know um, knows the guy that designed. I don't think it was this logo. It might have been the logo before. Like, actually, did the the DC logo. Crazy. Can't remember who it was. I don't know if it was Vinny. Well. <laughs> might have been Vinny. I don't know. Um, we got to get through these sh- battle scars. Number three of six. No answers yet. So um, this guy, Marcus Johnson, he's able to kick everyone's butt. He takes on all these shield guys and other stuff. He's fighting against Taskmaster and and Deadpool, and he's surviving. And um, there's hints something's with his father. You know, who's his father? He doesn't know because, you know, his mom was killed. And there's he has the potential to change the universe. So I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on here. Severed, number six. So this is Scott Snyder, Scott Tuft. Attila Futaki. Mm-hmm. So we are getting. It's a cover. It's creepy. Yeah, all the covers are like that. And look at the ready for the cover next issue. Oh. So this this is just creepy. Um, is it good? Yeah, it's 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 simple, but I don't mean it's simple as in like boring or plain or anything. I mean because it takes place. I think it's like 1916. So there's this kid. He plays the fiddle. He wa- wants to meet his dad, who's a musician. He did, never knew his dad. So basically, he runs away from home to go meet his dad. And he there's this salesman guy who's really this evil old dude who eats people. Oh. <laughs> and so the kid kind of gets us, you know, he doesn't realize. He thinks he's just a nice salesman guy that's going to, you know, give him a ride. And mm-hmm. so, you have, so what I mean by simple is, is it's... Because it's 1916, you know, and they're like out in the country, you know, he's trying to find his dad, and so there's not a lot of other people, a lot of stuff going on. So it's just it just focuses on on them, and there's a bit of a twist at the end, which I guess I shouldn't show you in case. Yeah, no, I want to read sometime. it. I want to read it. Uh-huh. Oh, that's the end. Cool. No, that's not the end. So Christy Russo. Oh, I guess yeah. Cool. Emerald City. Kind of, kind of. I want to go with that. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna do that. That'll be fun. Oh, come on. The Ray. Uh, I didn't read The Ray. No, I didn't either. Um, so this is Justin Gray, Jimmy Palmiotti. Um, someone brought up the question is, I think the first issue said it was either a four-issue miniseries or five-issue, but now it says two of six. So the question was, was this a typo or has it been extended? It's been extended. Congratulations. Yeah. I, I did like the first issue. I was surprised the first issue is a straight, it's, it's a pure origin issue. And normally I'm like... I, tired of these origins i don't care about origin issues but it explains who he is how he got his powers and all that stuff so um i haven't even flipped through this issue so it does look like san diego that's pretty cool yeah and it you know it's it's a different place and and you know he's actually naked in that issue oh. no yeah cool he can he learned how to manipulate the light to look like he's wearing clothes yeah the grifter number five um i normally like this 
this, this series. However, I'm just okay. So we had to cross over with with Green Arrow and Q Core, and he goes there, and then he's he's on the run, he's fighting, he gets saved by this woman, and then she's like, "You can trust me," and, and she's like, "Ooh la la," and she's like, "Ooh la la," you choose your ammunition and just pick a weapon. And I just thought this was a little forced. It's just like. <laughs> Like, come on. Oh, is she trying to seduce him? Is that what's Well, happening? no, I don't, I don't necessarily, I don't think she necessarily is trying to, but it sure does feel like that. And it's like, maybe she's just being playful. Do we have to have, you know, something like that? So look, she's wearing lipstick and, you know, she's, you know, she's on a run. Oh, so, oh, someone pointed out Grifter has got to be the easiest cosplay in the universe. Yeah. That's true. You just basically get like a t shirt and jeans and then a tattered triangular mask. You know, I actually might be cosplaying. As, I don't know. That's a big question. Mm, what are you going to be? You should go as Yadam Sot because you've got the Kryptonian tattoo and you love Green Lantern. I don't know. That would be cool. Um, I'll cosplay I'd... too as right. myself. Uh-huh. Oh, that's... I'll be Grifter. You're too cool to cosplay now, huh? No, it's not that. It's just I don't... I, we don't have to talk about it. I don't like, I don't like doing it. Um, yeah, so I, I might. Um, I'm in, in, in talks. But <laughs> <laughs> Whoever gets the highest endorsement deal. Like, okay, all the characters I would cosplay as... I feel like I, I can't do a good job. Fair enough. You know? Like, there are like I thousands. Marvel has, what, 7,000 characters they, they claim? I mean, my favorites. Well, maybe you got to broaden your Like horizon. I'd want to be Storm. Couldn't do that. I, I would look ridiculous. But you talked about doing Mohawk Storm. I would love to do Mohawk Storm. However, I'm not willing to shave my head. Or dye it white. Or dye it white. That would look ridiculous. Sarah, I'm beginning to doubt your commitment to Sparkle Motion. Sparkle Motion? Yeah, that's a Donnie Darko reference. Oh. <laughs> well, because you, and you talked about Psylocke before. Yeah. Which I and, think would be crazy. Well, I wouldn't want to walk around in a exact, leotard. Exactly. I, I've done that. Yeah. And it, it wasn't my favorite thing. Yeah. Um, who else would you want to, who else are your favorites? I would, I would, I would uh, dress up as Scarlet Witch also would look ridiculous. <laughs> Her costume on paper is great, but it's, it's the cosplay is, like, really ridiculous. You could leave the crown off, and I actually think it would look, like, exponentially less ridiculous. It's not even a crown. It's like, whatever that what thing the freak is, is, you is know on your head? Or Brew. I could never cosplay <laughs> as Brew. Well, you're too tall, for one. You could. I've seen people cosplay as aliens and Predator but those things are like at least human size. Like Brew is like three feet tall. Well, Sarah's. Well, I mean, I'm pretty small. Three yeah, feet. but she's a little more. You'd have to like much, stand though. next to Minute Bowl to look short enough. Or like, yeah. I mean, I just I feel I feel like like I wouldn't do I wouldn't do the costumes justice. So I. It's all about the attitude, Sarah. No, it's not all about the attitude. It's <laughs> really not. Yeah, you got to think you can do it justice. Actually. Yeah, but here's the thing. Like, if I know that I listen, I can't pull off a good, you know, storm, then I'm not going to do it. I'm just not. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. It's the courage of your convictions. That's right. I know when I'm like not good enough for that. You got to believe in yourself. I don't believe in myself. Well, that's the problem. Trust in yourself, and you can achieve anything. Sir, how do you really feel? Now, I, so I don't know. So Let's talk about your um, childhood a little bit. You know, oh, may, may, maybe it's – and again, I'm not trying to push you or encourage you or anything like that. Yeah, I've, no, I've said I've said from – no, I've said from no, day absolutely one. absolutely not. Of course I've not. said from day one that no. it's, it's up to you. You do whatever yeah, you want. Yeah, that's true. And everything. 
So, I but feel like maybe, I've suddenly stumbled into the middle of something. Maybe <laughs> you just don't know the right character. And that's why you what think you it's mean, like, oh, there's, there's, there's no... Cause what you may, do you mean? I'm just saying that maybe that there could be that right what character that, woman? that you just don't don't realize. She wears a red wig. You could wear a red wig. Yeah, with my black eyebrows. Do you see the problem here? Um, she wears she's a mask. wearing a mask. You can't see her eyebrows. That's true. In your face? Hmm? Hmm? Did you <laughs> say in your face to me? Why would I say that? Who says that? What? No one says that Insanity. anymore. What? You're no, crazy. I... No. No. So well, maybe some people will See, okay, put some suggestions. Like, maybe that's just what you need. Again, I'm not. Saying... I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say. I'm critical of cosplay costumes, but I cannot stand wigs. Hmm. I can't stand colored wigs. Like the texture just like looks. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I just don't like it. You know, mm-hmm. like that's why I couldn't do Storm because then I'd have to buy a, a white wig, okay. and I can't afford to buy like a four hundred dollar wig that is white. Right. Made of natural Indian hair, so <laughs> I'm way too particular about this stuff. No, I mean if something's worth doing, it's worth doing well. Well, that's what I mean, and I feel like I could not like I, I would not be able to present myself as a adequate Storm or even adequate Batwoman because of the but, red wig. But what about like Wonder Woman? Because okay, the whole thing about Wonder Woman. But see, I you, do you know no, the, no, the hair the extensions that I have. But the thing with Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman is hair. a tall character. She's she's like as tall as Superman. Yeah. You pulled off Wonder Woman. You know, people. Well, have, that's have because that. people would take pictures from angles that made me appear tall. Well, then maybe you get get pictures where your hair looks white. <laughs> 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 Photoshop. Yeah. You know, if I keep doing this, maybe I won't need any help. <laughs> so, anyways, I might. Is well, what, as who? I don't know. That's that. That is the question. It should be. It should be Yadam Sot. I'm kind of serious about that. Yeah. Well, the thing. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not. Like I'm mispronouncing it. I'm, I'm not going to do anything form fitting. Mm. You know, anything no spandex. Grifter. <laughs> but no, that, that's. I don't have blonde hair. You can't can dye your hair. No, I can't. You can't dye. You already shaved yeah, the beard. You can. Yeah, you can dye your hair. Yeah. You can dye your hair. It would look silly. With my dark eyebrows? <laughs> you know. ah. He's wearing a mask, sir. You know, there's a trick for that. You take a uh, nude lipstick and you uh, color your eyebrows with nude lipstick and then you put a little uh, powder on it and then it make, makes it appear lighter. Hmm. There you go. Hmm. Yeah. Fashion tips from the Comic Vine podcast. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll get some suggestions in the comments. Maybe. I'm sure we will. Of who Sarah should pot- su- no. cosplay as. I don't think so. Jeez. Or Miranda from Mass Effect. There I always go. really liked her costume. There you go. Yeah, you talked about her. You talked about... Um, Ashley Williams, um, face racist. Thank you for um, that. <laughs> <laughs> well. You, you talked about Dr. Girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Dr. That you would could be, pull off Dr. Girlfriend. That would be cool. No, when I had like the short, short hair, though, that would have been perfect. You could have the deep voice. That would be great. Yeah. Uh, also, if I sounded like a man, well, <laughs> like Princess Lumpy, <laughs> I, I would on, love to do it. that, you Princess Lumpy. So, much. Um, so we're almost done. Dakin, this I, this storyline has gone on for far, far, far too long. Yeah, I really liked it at the outset, but my God, they are still doing the same storyline. And oh yeah, bringing the Runaways into it was completely pointless. Well, it's too bad. It'll soon that be really over. bugged me. <laughs> All right, and we got Avengers 1959, number five. I haven't finished. I haven't read that. Nor I. Um, Reed Gunther, Moriarty. Um, I'm trying to think what else came out this week. Uh, that uh, Dark Horse book, the 
Lobster Johnson. Lobster Johnson. Lobster Johnson. Um, there's some other stuff. Okay, but that's it. So, a lot of comic book talk. So, let's talk about some news. So, um, last night, I, I shouldn't even start with this because this isn't a big thing, but it, I'm just going to. <laughs> Green, small. Green Arrow TV pilot ordered <gasps> CW. I um, really thought that was genuine. <laughs> I did, Corey. Nah. So it's it's I not shout when it's, it's not going to be Justin Hartley. I think his name is. It's not going to be him. It's going to be Justin he, Bieber. He's he's not involved. Oh with it. my god. Sarah likes Justin. Oh. <gasps> um, and why? Doing your lies. What? It's not. <laughs> oh my god. He's not the one with a liar's account. That's all I'm going to say. Oh my um, gosh. So the CW has ordered a pilot that does not mean anything because we know um, pilots are Get ordered, ordered sometimes, all the time. like Wonder Woman. What about what? Yeah, never mind. We talked. We, oh, okay. we I didn't read that. Yeah, right. Corey's interrupting the podcast. Sorry. Yeah, um, it's a lot, dude. So uh, involved with this is a guy by the name of Mark Guggenheim. Oh, yeah. Uh, I know that name. Yeah, I know that so guy. He's, he's written some comics. And, I know that dude. Um, he, he wrote a certain movie, superhero movie that came out last summer. He was involved with could. it, which you won't bring that up. Huh? Um, huh? He huh? Did, uh, huh? Andrew huh? Chrisbert. What? Huh? Who did Wait, um, what? What? Vampire Diaries what mo- and what Fringe? Movie? What? He's written what some Green huh? Arrow comics. Huh? What? Huh? And what movie? Greg Berlanti. Which? Please. Who? Um, Please. I just turned your mic off. Tony, <laughs> I'm amazed by your ability to concentrate. That was so, really good. You didn't. You didn't even break stride. Um, Greg Berlanti does Brothers and Sisters. <laughs> Um, yeah, There's got to so. be a better way to phrase that. <laughs> oh, the, the, he, he did the TV show. Okay. So the other guy, I don't know if people heard, Andrew Kreisbert, he's written Green Arrow comics. So hmm. there's potential there. We don't know. But it's still a CW. Yeah. No budge. <laughs> you know, so there are other um, superheroes have series in the work. Booster Gold, we talked about. Sci-Fi Channel. Um, Blue Beetle still in development, supposedly. Um, Spectre, I think it was going to be at Fox. Um, who else was there? There's someone else. Spectre at Fox? I think so. Spectre, Blue Beetle. Spectre would be hard to do, no? Um, Booster Gold. There's one other one that I'm, I'm, that, and no word on Raven, who they, the CW talked about like a year ago. That would be so cool. That's so Raven. Azeroth, Metreons. In other words, Raven's not even in New 52, so they, yeah, they should not bring her up. Um, let's talk about the second wave at DC. So books are getting canceled and so, they're being replaced by other books. Six new Shocker. ones. Six old. Now, okay, here's the thing. Do you guys remember when I brought this up about 52 and if they bring a new one in, they, you know, then they can't call it a new 52 and yeah, people, are, people are like, oh, you're hung up on 52. Nope. You can't talk about you. Oh, it's just a number. No, Get over it. it's not just a number. So obviously they're bringing in the new, number. they're bringing in new comics. They have to cancel some because they want to keep it at 52 right now. Yep. Now I wonder so, why they want to keep it at 52. No, that's a certain magic number. But that's what I said. And people were thought I was crazy. crazy. So in your face to no, those who said crazy. that. Ah, take that, internet um, commenters. It turns out you were wrong about something. And <laughs> my, my, my theory is September, they'll go beyond 52. Because there's no way, unless they're not successful. But I, I can't see 
I mean, I don't know how many ongoing Marvel has, no. but but if if DC can pull it off and have you know more than fifty two successful series, then yeah, they're not going to say, well, we can't do more than fifty two. That would be silly. So I I think I mean unless something really big happens, an idea over the summer, I think by September we'll we'll be beyond fifty two and they'll they'll stop calling the new fifty two and we'll have yeah. seventy four. I don't know <laughs> the new seventy four. So what was should we talk about cancellations first? Uh, yeah. If we must. So we had Blackhawks canceled, which I I really wanted to like that series because when we talked to um I can't forget remember his name we talked to him at San Diego he was a guy with that that comic from that he used to do the magic comic at IDW where he did that crazy thing on his phone did did he show you that oh that's right I don't know how he did that so okay so um I don't I don't know if we should be talking about this well he shouldn't have been showing it. <laughs> and it's been since sometime so he had like it was uh, he had it on it on his his iPhone yeah and there was like someone holding the cards and he's like okay look at the cards pick one of the cards you think of it he swipes it and then I think the one you were thinking is not there weird and, you know, they're all different cards. And so when I did it, I said, and I'm assuming Sarah did it because she, like, ran off as soon as we got to the party. And She's not run off. And that was a fun part. I didn't want to talk about that. Um, so I don't know how, yeah, how he right. did it. I had a good time. I thought the dancers were a little weird. That was very weird. I'm like, what is this? Why they're, are they they're, being, they're, they're like, Why are they here? They're, like, these basically nude dancers. Oh, uh, well, they had body paint, paint on. Oh, my. And it's just and like... Well, didn't they have wings, too? Some of them did, yeah. Yeah, so they were like pixies. I stayed on the other side. I'm like, yes, this totally relates to DC Comics. Not no, you know, that DC comic character, Pixie. <laughs> yeah. um, so, um, Blackhawks... I mean, the, the idea with Blackhawks is, you know, just like, where do all the villains get their, their tech from? You know, all these low-level villains in DC Universe, they are got to get it from someone. And it's not a completely original idea. And we have, like, the Tinker and, you know, Marvel Universe and so like that. Marvel. Did yeah. that whole secret war thing. So it, you know that sounded like it could have been cool. Hawk and Dove. Oh, poor! Wow, Hawk and Dove is just straight up getting canceled. Yeah. Oy. Yeah. So that that's gone. Um, Sorry, Rob. Yeah, because yeah, Rob, was, I, I think with the next issue, he's he's writing and drawing it. So I don't know if it was just that one issue. All of these are are ending with their eighth issues in April, and the new ones, I, I believe it's May when they, they come up. Men of War. So, I really wanted to like this. So Men of War, I think I, I read the first issue. and I mean, I, I was never a Sergeant Rock fan. It was just never my, never part of whatever my interest or I was, it was never presented to me. And I respect that the character has a lot of history. A lot of people like it. It's just, it wasn't really around for, so I, I never read it. So got nothing to say about that. Mr. Terrific. Um, uh, I don't think people are surprised by that because, you know, a lot of people like the character, but I just think, no one, from what I read in all the comments and reviews, people weren't happy with the execution. It just, it didn't feel like him. Yeah. And then his weird relationship with the Karen Starr is just, everything just, just felt off in that book. OMAC. Um, that I'm surprised. I, I, I gave, it. I gave the first one a three. I it's just, it didn't do it. I mean, it, no. I, for having new characters, it just it didn't pull me in. It's like okay, here's this character. I have no idea who it is. It's some new character turns into Omac. You need to sell me. You need to make me care about this new character. There and was nothing and compelling about it. I didn't care. I mean, Keith Giffen's art. It was Keith Giffen, right? I think. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it was it was very Kirby esque. I mean, it looked looked cool yeah. and everything, but uh, Static Shock. 
which is I'm not unfortunate. Yeah, they had like two Sadly different. Unsurprising. Yeah. Yeah. Like so, they switched writers really early on. So, so these are all ones that people have been saying that they don't like. The other one that's not here that I I stopped reading. I haven't been reading it. Is Frankenstein? Is that getting canceled? No. Oh, okay. So yeah, the Sodor is one. So it's Blackhawks, Hawking Dove, Men of War, Mr. Terrific, Omac, Static Shock. But a lot of people are talking about um, the Frankenstein that they're not excited about that and same, same so with far. with blue beetle i think some people are just like eh. i mean it's it, they're not and i'm not saying it's horrible but yeah. I, it, people aren't just going gaga over it which what book is uh uh etrigan etrigan demon knights demon knights, demon knights? Yeah. paul tobin yeah is um, that canceled no um comic man gave that a four out of five this week. i really want to Elfring start reading it yeah. Yeah, I I don't think that's one that I was picking up randomly, and I think I, I, we're not. I don't know if we have those here, but I'm sure we can. Get I them. like I like a, a, a trigon. Yeah, but a but part the, so the interesting thing, um, so that takes place like in the past, but it's demon knights and and who is like grifter fighting the, the demon da- knights. knights. Yeah. So is there gonna be some connection there? Probably not. <laughs> no, no, I think there might be because the, the demon knights are kind of creeping over into like Superman. You, yeah, there, there's true. there's that so. Who knows? So the new ones coming in, no surprise, Batman Incorporated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, writer Grant Morrison, artist Chris Burnham. So that is going to be good. Mm-hmm. Um, so Chris Burnham did a lot of the regular Batman Incorporated. Batman he did Incorporated, the yeah. second half of the Leviathan Strikes, whatever, yeah. um, one shot. Um, the, so it says, the acclaimed ongoing writer of Action Comics, Grant Morrison, presents a fresh take on Batman Incorporated. I don't know what's going to be different if it's if it's fresh. Yeah. In which the Batman brand is franchised globally in preparation for a major international threat. So that doesn't sound much different than I don't know how this is a fresh take on Batman Incorporated. Unless it's a fresh take maybe on Batman because maybe it's, it's because it's New Fifty Two. So I want to see fresh. the evil Jokers become like local Ronald McDonalds. Oh, gross. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so the, that's so the, the good thing about these is now we know because we've known there's going to be a, a Batman Inc. They've talked about it. We just never knew when. April. There we go. Next one that we've been waiting to hear when it was announced is Earth Two, hmm. by James Robinson, who is not here, and Nicola Scott, who is very nice. She is very nice. Is that uh, was that originally going to be the JSA book? Yes. Okay. I, I'm assuming so. Um, yeah, because it's the greatest heroes on a parallel Earth. The Justice Society combats threats that will set them on a collision course with other worlds. Interesting. Um, I I wrote an article about this, and I w- wish James were here because <laughs> I I I still think introducing the Earth Two concept is maybe not the best idea at this point. Because here, if if we're trying, if or not us, if they're trying to pull in all these new readers. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, really confuse them. Here, like here's all these other characters, parallel worlds, and stuff like that. So it's, it, I think there could be confusion for yeah. people who don't understand the concept or know these characters. And and then there's just the whole fact that if the Justice Society are still on Earth two, that they don't have the history in the New Fifty Two. So what does that mean for all the past? You know, all, yeah, all that stuff. World's Finest by Paul Levitz, artist George Perez and Kevin McGuire, which. That's going to be very interesting. Um, stranded on our world from a parallel reality, Huntress and Power Girl struggle to find their way back to Earth 2. Perez and McGuire will be the artists on alternating story arcs. Hmm. Power Girl's back, <laughs> but it's Power Girl from Earth 2. 
Huntress from Earth 2, so that means it's a Helena Wayne. So what does that mean for the Huntress miniseries? Mm-hmm. It's ending. Yeah. I know because it's a limited series. But who who is that Huntress? Who's that ma- girl? Cause, so are we going to have it's two Huntresses? You know, is Helena Bertinelli or whatever her name is? Yeah, Helena Bertinelli. Valerie Bertinelli. Yeah. Valerie Bertinelli's little sister, older sister. Um, and that new Van Halen song. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um Van Halen was a band, sir. Yeah? Yeah. They were a band in the 1980s. Oh, I don't know. So, um, Known for their rock and guitar licks. Yeah, they had an album uh, called 1984. Um, it came out in 1984. That was the name of the album. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so so that, that's the weird thing. So we're going to have two Earth 2 people on the regular New 52 world and... Again, it's going to cause confusion because if this is Helena Wayne, is she going to – what's going to happen? Bat- Batman's got to find out about her and then – I don't know. So, I don't know either. I'm sure he'll take it well. Um, Dial H. For hero. Writer, China Mayville, who's a novelist. Novelist. Which hmm. I never read anything from him. Artist, Mateus Santoluoco, who apparently doesn't have a page in our site, so I don't know what, what – He will soon. Yeah. It's the first ongoing series from acclaimed novelist China Mayville. Sorry. This is a bold new take on a cult classic concept about the psychological effects on an everyman who accidentally gains powers to become a hero. So dial H is like the the, the belt. You dial the different – you get the different powers based on it. It used to be dial H for hero. Mm -hmm. It still is. No, it's just dial H. No, it's not. Don't make me turn your mic on. <laughs> um, GI Combat. So here's the. You think the, you have all the here's power. Here's the interesting thing: is Men of War is going away, but we get GI Combat. Writer JT Kroll. So this is the one that he's been waiting for for them to announce. Artist Ariel Olivetti. Wow. Um, I love Ariel Olivetti. I'll get to something in just a second about Ariel. Featuring the return of the classic DC comic series, The War That Time Forgot, along with rotating backup stories and creative teams, including The Unknown Soldier with Justin Gray and Jimmy Palmiotti and artist Dan Panosian, and The Haunted Tank. Interesting. <laughs> with writer John Arcudi and artist Scott Collins. Interesting thing, they had The Haunted Tank and Batman Brave and the Bold. Weird. It was like one of the, the teaser, the intro parts. They yeah. actually brought The Haunted Tank in there, which was <laughs> very... Um, the thing with Ariel Olivetti, he was a, apparently on a Marvel exclusive contract for like another two years. Weird. But now he's not here. Um, I read on Bleeding Cool. <laughs> there was apparently this interview that he did with the Argentinian magazine, and he kind of laid things out. He was which, thrilled. Because um, like he was, he was kind. He was talking about um, Iron Man two point Two point zero, I should mm-hmm. say, because O is not a number. He is talking about how he he's like the story just like fell apart at the end. The scripts are horrible, and they switch writers. And I mean, he's basically bashing the people. And and then there are some you know some people didn't comment, but like supposedly all the scripts, or he was saying like editorial was doing some writing, like changing things and stuff like that. And, and Marvel kind of commented like like no, you know, editors don't write. And you know, Nick Spencer was on a series, but he left. But they're still writing based off of his notes. And I think Josh. Fielkov wrote like an issue or something like that. So it's basically it's like Ariel was pretty artists burning bridges. 
because uh, I, I guess the way it is and how he got out of it, because um, so the book was was done. He didn't have any work, and I guess there was some clause. It's like you know he I, he kind of said, "Give me some work. I need money, or I'm going to exercise my whatever clause or something right. like that." So I guess he did. He exercised. Yeah. Back. So again, this is according to the Argentinian interview, whatever, because you know, I I didn't actually see it. And then the last one is The Ravagers by writer Howard Mackey, who I believe this is his first time at DC. He's hmm. never done anything DC. Um, so it's going to be interesting. And artist Ian Churchill. Okay. Um, spinning off from the Teen Titans and Superboy, this series finds four superpowered teens on the run and fighting against an organization that wants to turn them into supervillains. So it's the exact same plot as Teen Titans. <laughs> Um, no, because it's trying to turn them into supervillains, and well, well, because in Teen Titans, it's there's they, it's, it's like they they're anti, you know, you don't know what they're really doing. They they just want to capture them and experiment. And, Fair enough. And you know, maybe it's going to continue off of nowhere. You know, we don't really know if it, that. So, don't know. Um, my thing is because it's called Ravagers, and with mentions of Superboy, does that mean Rose Wilson? Probably. Because she's not a Ravager. She's they've never mentioned her that so. Don't really know. They did just reintroduce uh, the concept of Grant Wilson. I yeah. love Rose Wilson. Yeah. She's my favorite. You, by you probably love Wilson Phillips. Um, I don't even know what that means. Emo Phillips. You don't know Wilson Phillips? No. Did you watch? You watched um, Bridesmaids? No. I thought you saw Bridesmaids. No, I didn't. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um. Okay, so that's it for DC. Too busy watching Richard the Third. Avengers versus X-Men. There's going to be two series coming out, the main series and the battle series. What the crap? Hold on, hold on. You don't know this? No, of course. You're a retailer. It's like a, it's like a week old. I know. Well, it's like last Friday. All right, so uh, instead of putting all the, the battle sequences between characters into the main story, they're going to create a completely separate volume, and yep. then you get to buy two of Books. That actually sounds like a potentially great idea, but also a potentially terrible one. I think it's a good idea because uh, people like me who sort of like to skip through like battle scenes right. if what? they're uninteresting. I do that sometimes when I get bored of watching people pummel each other, which is why I don't really normally read the Hulk. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, his catchphrase, Hulk pummel. Yeah, is it? Yeah? Yes, yes no? absolutely. Uh I don't know if you're being serious because I don't no, read the I'm Hulk. Not being serious. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little more than just pummeling and Hulk. Uh, you mean whining? There's green animal monsters. There's a lot of whining. Green animal monsters about how he's <laughs> turning big and green. Anyway, I can't relate to that. I'm sorry. Um, I don't remember Hulk ever whining. I'm turning to a green monster. I don't know. He's whining right now about how he's like Hulk. not the Hulk anymore. Hulk want Freddie Prince Jr. Hulk want to be green big again. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> all right. Okay. Going to a bad place. Anyway. So, so yeah. I think it's a good idea because um, then they can extend these battle scenes that a lot of people enjoy. And as long as they don't, like, literally, like, end a panel with, like, continued in the battle book. I'm sure, I'm sure like, that's exactly what will happen. Hey, that could or, be uh, if it's going to be, like, in the middle of a story. Yeah, to see I more mean. of this. Yeah, I think that I have a feeling it could that's like really fracture happen. the narrative. Then, and it could lead yeah. to a lot of inconsistency. Hmm. But I th- they're going to be th- these battle scenes are going to be written by different writers, right? And different but artists. It's still an interesting idea. Yeah. And we've seen a lot of teasers. Now, these teasers, 
are they just teasers or are these actually going to happen? Because there's a little bit of confusion. Some of them will um, happen. Because some of them have more than one pairing. But we have, so we have Psylocke and Black Widow. Okay. Um, you got Hulk and Emma Frost. <laughs> yeah. Spider-Man and Human Torch. Which, wait, Human Torch? Or no, no, Human. Spider-Man and Iceman. Okay. I was like, wait, why is Human Torch here? Um, who else is there? Uh, Magneto and Iron Man. Um, yeah. Colossus and the Thing. So which is juggernaut well, Jog- Jog- Colossus. Right. Um, who else is there? There's I wonder if like they sat in like Storm and Thor, the, the Marvel boardroom, and were like, "Okay, guys, who would win in a fight, Storm or Thor?" But see, that's happened before. I think they've they've done that one, but like some of the other ones just don't make sense. Yeah, like um, Emma Frost versus the Hulk. What's that all about? Yeah, because it's about mind control, Corey. <gasps> but she's now she's in diamond form, and she she can't do the mind control. Can Hulk smash her diamond? Probably. I mean, yeah. she can, can come out of diamond shit. form pretty quickly, right? Go, like, alternate in and out of that pretty fast. So is it going to be fast I enough? I mean, yeah. Hulk's fast? Hulk. You might not think so. Like his fast. catchphrase, Hulk fast. Mm-hmm. Listen, Corey, I don't know, okay? <laughs> so, it's, uh, yeah, it's going to be kind of crazy. It is. Um, just just in. Another Forward thing. breaking news. Tony, news. Tony Daniel is saying goodbye to Carter Hall. Oh, damn it. So this is according to Tony Daniel's Facebook. Yes, it's true. I have decided the time was right to hang up my wings after issue seven of Savage Hawkman. I'd hope to make it for one year before leaving. Um, knew I could only juggle so much work for so long. With my, doesn't say that. But with my focus on detective comics and the never tightening and the ever-tightening deadlines of both books, I had to make the tough choice. I'm proud of the work done by all of all, Phil Tan for starters, as be. well as everyone else, and my screenwriting partner, Jim Bonney. Um, He's writing screenplays now, too? My screenwriting partner, Weird. Jim Bonney. He, he's writing movies? I don't know if that means Does he's he writing it, or if, his, if it's, he's saying his, his partner is a screenwriter, uh, screenwriting yeah. partner. Uh, I don't know. Really, really be, worded really. That could be taken both ways. Really well. It's Facebook, sir. You don't have to think things through. People don't normally analyze. Um, unless you write for a living. Right, unless you're a professional. Um, so <laughs> uh, the question is, who will replace him? We don't know. So, dun, dun, dun. Thought I'd this is it. really fantastic news. <laughs> no comments. Um... <laughs> I hope he doesn't listen to this. You're, you're the one. I know. I, I'm so mean. You are. I don't. I don't. I, you guys. You and Norm are the. Yeah, Norm and I are like no. And Corey too. Ah, uh, yeah. Sort of I kind of got a mean streak in me. Yeah, I. I, I like Battle for the Cowl. How long ago was that? You wrote it, Andrew. Year and a half. Um, Punisher, Daredevil, Spider-Man crossover. What the crap? Yeah. Come on, Corey. You don't know what this either is, you know? So, I don't do the ordering. What can so I there's say? A secret well, there's this website called Comic Vine. That oh. you work for sometimes, like today. There's a secret little device that uh, was created by Reed Richards, and Daredevil gets... He's, yeah. He, he will, is, it, is it the four thing, the computer thing that he that they he stole from all those organizations they wanted? It's basically the emblem. Yeah. But we're assuming that there's like all this crazy, insane mm-hmm. computer processing, you know, all yeah. microly contained. Not like... <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. Um, 
So, yeah, so Daredevil's like, ah, I've got to take this information, hold on to it. And everyone knows Keep he has safe. it. safe. Everyone knows he has it. And who, who's like, no, it's safer in my hands, the Punisher. So he's like, I'm going to go after you. And then Spider-Man is like, hey, Reed, what's up? And Reed goes, hey, dude, can you please go get that thing from the Punisher? And Daredevil, please? Thanks. And Spidey's like, yeah, sure, no, no problem. So he's like, all right, dude, this is a big crossover, three guys. Here we go. Let's do this. Uh, if the dialogue is exactly that, I will be so happy. Yeah, why not? And so the this is going to be, what, uh, six issues? Uh, one in each? Or is it three? You, you, you wrote it. I'm pretty sure it's three, actually. So it's oh, okay. a three-issue uh, little event. Probably cross into it's going to cross one, into one each, each one of their books. Exactly. You got yeah. it. Ow. Written by Mark Wade and Greg Rucka. Ooh. No dance lot. Dan Slott doesn't do crossovers. He's got that end of the worlds or whatever thing coming up. <clears throat> the end. <laughs> See, you don't even have to go read it. Maybe, See, maybe yeah. someday we'll have a written by Sarah Lehman. It's going to be all like pew, pew. <laughs> Why not? Daredevil's oh. going to be <laughs> Does this excite you? Because I'm like, I don't kind of don't even care. Well, I mean, I it's, do. Yeah, it does it's just me. kind of funny in the wake of the Black Cat Daredevil Spider-Man crossover. Now it's like. Punisher I I no Spider-Man. I I sir I may have not expressed it I am I'm very excited about this I think it's going to be really cool I, I mean I love Greg Rucka and I love Mark Wade so I'm yeah it's, me it's, it sounds there, I mean there have been so many good like crossovers between you know some of these characters so I I can't wait to see it cool and those three kind of are inexorably linked so it might actually yeah so I, I mean that I, really I think well. there's and just the fact that we don't really have these type of I mean it's like they're, maybe they're trying to do it now with the Daredevil Spider Man thing but we don't really have these kind of crossover so right. I'm yeah. really curious yeah, how it's going to turn I'm curious sure sir really Captain curious. American Hawkeye replacing Captain American Bucky oh what the what so this is only thanks retailer this is only for uh, four <laughs> now issues now I'm just pretending to be surprised so <laughs> Captain American Hawkeye the, it, it'll be a four issue story and then they're going to alternate Hawkeye um, you know different characters that poorly worded right. so it's going to be like like Kate Bishop it'll be like Black Captain Widow American. Yeah, when, and Black Widow and Captain America. Captain America so it's going to be Widow. like Avenging Spider-Man? No. Black Widow and Captain America. Avenging Captain America? I don't know. Yes, or I don't know. Sarah covered it, so I, I don't have Sarah, it. That's all. That's it. book that you wrote? Yeah. So when's that start? April. <laughs> Everything starts in April. P.S., by the way. Uh, there's going to be... So there's been talk about uh, backup stories in Batman and Detective Comics. They're going to raise the cover prices to three ninety nine. Did you know about that, retailer? I did. Okay, so sure. some people are like, what? They're three ninety nine. There hasn't been any information about Detective backups or what's going on. Um, last week's issue, I don't know if that really counts as a backup because it was like half the issue. Right. But, you know, whatever. And I don't know what the page count was. Um, the Batman backup is still going to be written by Scott Snyder and his friend James Tinian the Fourth. That's that's dedication. The lineage you could trust. And you can't do that. That's the point. He's like he's a mishmash. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. he's a hodgepodge. Evil Deadpool. Um, and the art is by Raphael Albuquerque, who works with Scott on American Vampire. Oh, cool. And they're going to be talking about the Court of Owls. So if we're going to have a backup, this is going to be like a cool – That sounds like an awesome cool, backup. Yeah. So, I mean – and because it's still Scott, it's like, yeah, who – I would pay an extra dollar for that. Indeed. Um, I'd buy that for a dollar. Oh, and, and going back to, <laughs> to 
the, the Greg Capullo stuff because him and Scott have been talking about issue five of Batman is going to be insane. Mm-hmm. And Scott says it's his – he keeps saying this. My favorite issue, best issue, he keeps saying that. And, and yes, it's true. Um, issue five is going to be insane because he's, he's talking about the layout that like there's going to be some pages that are upside down and sideways. So you're literally going to have to be like flipping your comic around to read that. I'm not sure that always is a good thing. Uh, what's, it's, it's like the two-page spreads. That oh, are, that's going to be so annoying on your iPad every time you try to turn it. Like, I guess it there, there's a lock thing because someone asked him about that. Oh, really? I, I, I don't have an iPad, but someone's like, oh, I got to set the whatever lock thing. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's issue five is going to be crazy. Cool. And if you remember issue four. Yeah, of course. Already pretty it crazy. It didn't end well for Batman. No, yeah, it didn't. So it's like, it almost seems like Scott doesn't like Batman. No, he doesn't. He Absolutely not. And it's great. <laughs> Sarah Lyon. He loves Batman. Yeah. His son drew a picture of Batman. You said it. Like, I don't know why you say these things and then you blame me. Rewind. For lying. Listen to what you say. For lying. Rewind it. Whatever. Um, Superhero Squad. Show is moving to the hub. What's that noise? Is it an earthquake? The hub. You know what the hub is? No. You know what the hub is? Isn't it some cartoon network? It's like a channel, yeah. Yeah. So on on January 30th, there's going to be Superhero Squad. Now, what's not really clear is if it's going to be new episodes coming. um, Because Superhero Squad has been on on Cartoon Network. And what's weird is when they come out, they kind of do like five episodes a week. Mm Mm-hmm. And they, so it's like they crank out all these new episodes, but instead of staggering them like on a weekly basis. So it's it's kind of weird to do that. So I believe if you look in the calendar, I think January 30th is a Monday. I could be wrong. So you're going to have to be watching it on the Hub. And the Hub, they show like – I haven't watched it. There's like a new Transformer cartoon, new G.I. Joe. I don't know what else they – I think they showed Adam West Batman cool. in the, in, at night. So yeah. there's that. Hmm. Um. Disney XD is launching Marvel Universe on April 1st. So um, Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes is returning. And, and? Ultimate Spider-Man. Oh. So when they've been talking, Bendis, um, Paul Dini, mm-hmm. um, there's other people involved with that. So it's going to be a teenage Peter Parker dealing with high school and his new job at S.H.I.E.L.D. Whoa. Where he, he's teaming up with other teenage heroes. Interesting. I think they... Hinted at one. I don't remember. Um, you guys know who Jamie Alexander is? Isn't she an actress? Mm-hmm. She was Sif sure. in Thor. Oh, okay. She said she's going to be in Thor too. Cool. And apparently she's uh, she's a comic book, whatever, diehard comic book reader. <laughs> so she's hoping that they take them in a direction, hook them up, and... <laughs> Because you know that's what happens in the comics. So that's what she wants. Right, right. Totally. Yep. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure that's why she uh, wants that to happen. <laughs> no shirt. Just like that. That one issue of Mighty Thor. <laughs> it that, has nothing her. to do with more screen uh, time. Nothing. No, um, not. They asked, no. "What about Avengers? Is she gonna be in there?" And they're like, "No." Well, she <laughs> she says, "You never know because there's always like last minute you know callbacks and end of the credits stuff, and so no. then it makes you look like a liar." I mean, right now she's saying no, but hmm. you know she could say that, and then she turns up in there, and then it's like you lied. And she's like, yeah, and it could be like no. Be yeah. So, Robert Downey Jr. said Iron Man three could be one of the best superhero movies. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bold statement, Bobby. Um, 
<laughs> he was saying that you know they have to remember what made the first movie good. You know, it was the, it was character driven. Is hey outrageous. Guys, what makes Batman good? What makes Batman movies good? Uh, you know, Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Um, writing. And Robert Downey Jr. also said that you know they have to trust the audience is cool and smart. Basically, it's like you know, not trying to insult them. By, you know. Trust the audience is cool and smart. Sounds <laughs> like he's a fifth grader. Audience is cool and smart. Did you guys watch The West Wing? Uh, yeah, sometimes. I did not. So this guy Richard Schiff. There's a good. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm good into it. It's fine. Richard Schiff has joined the Man of Steel as Emil Hamilton. Hmm. Yeah. So he's cool. gonna be in there. Um, Detective Comics is getting a fifth printing. Issue number one is getting a fifth fifth printing. Ripes. So here's the thing. Action Comics is getting a fourth printing. Okay. And Batman is getting a third printing. So uh, Detective Comics has more printings than Action and Batman. Weird. It's not really weird if you think yeah. about why. Because if you look at how many issues did the original sell. Um, Justice League was a top-selling comic, and then um, Batman number one was the second highest. So that means more people bought issue one. So there, basically, there's more Batman number ones, first edition, first printing in circulation than there is Detective Comics number one. So in they circulation. more initially, is what you're saying. Yeah. So yeah, if if obviously if a comic has less prints, it's going to sell out faster. Because in the old days, I, I don't even know how to do it. It's like basically. Um, they look at what retailers order. They say, I'm going to order this many comics. And then they'll print that many comics, plus a little more in case they do reorders. So a lot of times you'll hear, this issue is sold out with Diamond, but you can probably still find it with the retailers because it's still sitting on the shelf or you know whatever. But they, you know, they're, they're not going to overprint stuff and be stuck with it. So if 90,000, you know, if that's all the order is, that's all they're going to print. So... A comic that sells ninety thousand could sell out before something else that has one hundred and fifty thousand because there's less of it. So the whole thing, this sold out, doesn't necessarily mean anything much because right. it, it, you have to look at what was the first print run, and yeah. So fifth fifth printing. Um, Rob Liefeld, so at the Air, um, amazing Arizona Con, uh, he hinted at possibly seeing test footage of an R-rated Deadpool movie. So there's a great script and this and that. and That could be awesome. So it'd be weird to have an actual R-rated X-Men movie. be nice if Ryan... Uh... Oh, my God, I'm blanking on his last name. Reynolds. Gosling. Thank you. <laughs> well, actually, I could see either one of those, but Reynolds was the one I was thinking of. I would love to see him in an R-rated Deadpool movie. Hmm. I'm sure he would love that for his career. Yeah. Okay, so now... Corey needs to depart. I gotta go. I got work. So, oh, all right. Bye, Corey. Long, so, yep. Bye. He's gonna go pretend to be a retailer. <laughs> yep, try right. to find, catch up on his I stuff. Really going to the back alley. Two cats comics. I'm selling comic books. <laughs> See ya, dude. Bye-bye. Bye. But we are still here. We um, are going to answer questions. Cool. Let's answer some questions. The first question. First question. Sarah, why are you so Sarah. anti-cosplay? Ah, <laughs> uh, that's not true. Um. First question. No, Sarah's going to be like, jerk. <clears throat> Sorry, Sarah. Yeah, right. You're my favorite in the room. Why? <laughs> um, <laughs> first is from Foxfire Art. Do you all? No, no. I don't even know. No. 
Just do kidding. You, do you all have any New Year's resolutions for this year? Uh, yes. Um, comic related or otherwise? No, not comic related. Or otherwise? Yes, otherwise. And are you going to share? No. Um, I, you, I, what about you? Actually, I, I didn't really make any resolutions. Yeah? Okay. Um, I just keep going to the gym. Uh, Eat more vegetables. Try, try to work less. That's a good one. So, see how that goes. Uh-huh. Um, and then we're the only ones, so we're the only ones that can answer it. Sorry. Foxfire. Yeah. Did, wait, did Corey leave his dirty coffee mug? Yeah, I totally did. Jerk. Yeah, right? Um, next comes from Davio520. Hi. Are there any series you wish DC brought back instead of the ones they did, like Secret Six or something? No. Uh, I, I wasn't a big fan of Secret Six. Or something. Or something. There are characters I wish were still around, like Donna Troy. Or like Batgirl. Or like Cassandra either, Kane, either, yeah, either Or back, like Lady here. Shiva. Or like, I don't know, all the characters I like. Thanks, DC. Sore subject. Um... No, but, you know, whatever. Any series, let's see, I'm trying to think of, like, what series is gone from the New 52 or before? Um, what else didn't make it back besides, I mean, you got, you know, Wally West, Flash, but you have the other Flash. Yeah. Um, who else isn't back? I'm drawing a blank. Raven. Well, she was in Teen Titans. Yeah. Um, Teen Titans is back. What series is not back? Secret Six is not back. Blue yeah. Beetles is back. Booster Gold's back. I don't know. Power Girl is gone. Yeah. And so Power Girl's coming back, but it's not the same Power Girl. Right. Or it is the same Power Girl. Yeah. But it's going to be different. Right. So, I don't know. Um, have you heard of AMC's Comic Book Men? What are your thoughts? It's from Thanos Rules. Um, it's fine. So Kevin Smith. Yeah. If you so, like Kevin Smith. So there's me like... no, no women. No, I, isn't there going to be one? <laughs> This uh, that was a whole controversy. That supposedly, there's going to be women because I kind of I kind of don't care, honestly. Um, I so I, what's the premise of this? Like, okay, it's like, like talking to actual comic book, yeah, workers or something like that, or store like guys. guys who like comics or something. I don't know. Um, there's I, apparently auditions for this. Yeah, I guess there were auditions because like it's a regular television show or series or something. Um. Do you watch uh, that show with like the like three nerds and the chick? It's like super. Do you know? The one I'm I don't talking know about? what you're talking about. No, it's like the the guys that like are kind of geeky or whatever, and then there's this, like the blonde girl that's like not. No, there's oh, advertisements. Oh, Big, Big Bang Theory. Yeah, I don't okay. even watch that. Like, I think that's obnoxious. I, I love that show. I think it's obnoxious. I think uh, it's like I don't know. I I can't relate, so I don't watch it i don't know so because, i probably will not watch kevin you, you, Smith's you show. can't relate because you're not a physicist <clears throat> correct you're not a blonde N- no and you don't read comics uh that's not true oh wait you do read comics. i can't relate because i think it's wrong what's wrong i think it's wrong that they it, this is like a totally separate issue i just i can't relate to them because it's a sitcom i know and it's poorly written in my opinion Good sitcom is like 30 Rock. That's funny. That's funny. Anyway, whatever. I don't remember what the original question was. Comic book oh, men. Oh, yeah, right. Comic book men. I like Big Bang Theory. It's fine. 
I probably won't watch it. I don't know. Something I'm interested. Sniffum's actual asks, what non-Marvel slash DC character or title would make a good video game? I vote Midnight Nation or Lock and Key. Spawn. They've done a Spawn video game. They can do it again well. They can do it well again. Um, Lock and Key is a video game would be interesting. Um, or you just say Moon Knight. Make a Moon Knight video game. Could make a Moon Knight video game. What about Cassandra Cain video game? No. Okay. I don't know. I think it would be weird. Like, what's what's the story? What's one of her best story arcs? What about her fighting the League of Assassins? Or what about fighting her dad? Or what yeah, about yeah. Um, patrolling the streets of Gotham or streets of Hong Kong? Yeah, I guess. Next is by Dallas LDS. I know you are sure to discuss it, but Archangel's coming back. I haven't seen a preview for this, so there, the there's a teaser. Or something. It was, oh, who was it? It was Archangel and someone. Um, I so in in last or two weeks ago, um, Uncanny X Force, we saw Angel's back, and in, in Wolverine and X Men, we saw Angel, and it's clearly not Archangel. Um, but yesterday or Thursday. They released Archangel versus Daredevil, which is odd because Archangel does not exist. So the question is, which we brought up, are these teasers accurate? Are they just teasing? Was this one, um, like Salvador La Roca, was this drawn before they knew what was going to happen in Uncanny X-Force? And then they were like, well, we're just going to keep it. That's weird. I don't think that, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, I don't know. And also, I kind of don't want him to come back. It was especially if you know, with whatever is happening in um, Wolverine and X Men. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's huge change. I mean, there's there's like big story here. You know, it's like this needs to be explored. Right. And Avengers versus X Men starts in April. Mm-hmm. So that's not really enough time to explore. I don't think so. So. I uh, I I don't I don't know. That's I mean, a good question though. I I wonder if the the those teasers are accurate. I know some of them are because uh when Marvel first discussed this event, they alluded to the fact that Magneto would be fighting Iron Man. I don't know. I, I And the writers were talking about it and then we saw the teaser for it. So uh, hard to say. I I don't know if all of them are going to happen. Yeah. I mean, and I, oh, I if, if it was Daredevil and Angel, okay, which again doesn't really make sense with the way he appears in Wolverine and the X-Men. But also I think Archangel would win, no? Well that's a lot of these matchups are just like insanely out not not really even. I feel like Archangel's like super powered and Daredevil's like, okay, I know. Yeah, but, your next but move. no Daredevil, I mean he can like it, um I don't think you read it, but the New Avengers versus Dark Avengers, I mean he was like dodging all the stuff left and right because you know he's got his power. So if if Angel's going to shoot his wings, that you know he's going to know as soon as they they launch, and or if they're about to launch, you know he's going to be able to dodge the the wing blades. And I don't know. Anyway, I mean, yeah, you know, he, we're not going to do a battle thread here live. That would be cool. Um, Dai Zo Dai Loza. Mm-hmm. 
S. Or first, you know, greetings from Mexico. Greetings. Mm-hmm. What part of Mexico? It doesn't say. I love Mexico. How, I want to move there. I want to buy a house there. That's my New Year's resolution. Okay. Move to Mexico. How exactly do solicits work? Um, what do you mean? Um, I'm not sure. I didn't ask a question. Um, I'm assuming, so the, the solicits, the way they work is they usually they come out three months in advance. Yeah. And it's a large part is for retailers and for consumers to know what's going to happen. Right. Or so, know what they want to buy yeah, so, so they can, the retailer can order it. And then they're, they, like the publisher knows how many to print. Yeah. So you, you can see, and that's where they have the, the final cutoff, final order, whatever that, that mm-hmm. FOC. And yeah, so sometimes they're kind of spoilery. They, they, because basically, where the publishers have their hands tied is they need to give enough information to make it enticing, to make people want to put it on their pull list and make retailers order it, but they can't spoil everything that's going to happen, which and a lot of times... Sometimes doesn't work. I mean, a lot of times, you just looking at the cover, you can see. So, like, if you looked at those Wolverine and the X-Men ones, you would know that what happens to a certain character at, at the end, which mm-hmm. I don't even want to say in case people haven't seen that, because, I mean, that's... It's a shocking ending if you read the issues if you didn't see those, those solicit yeah, images. Yeah, which sometimes it's it's better to just not look at. The I that's, I I don't always look at the solicits. Sometimes yeah, I mean I it, don't it's like, like it. We kind of have to. It's like we should, but as a reader, I don't want to know what's going to happen. Yeah, you know, in March because then like that cover it just ruins it for you. You mm-hmm. know. And that's something that James brought up, you know, back in the 80s. You didn't have that. You didn't know what the, the covers were going to look like. So mm-hmm. you, you go to the comic store and it's there it is. And you're like, whoa, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't know. And there's a real advantage to that, I think. Yeah. I mean, it, it adds to fun. But the disadvantage is retailers might. And sometimes that happens where they, you know, they're unaware that this big thing is going to happen. Like, you know, this big event, someone's going to die or someone's going to appear. And then they sell out of the issues because they only ordered Ten copies or something like that, and people what, coming off that the street, means that and then those they get issues t- are worth a lot more. Hmm. Not, a th- but eh, I don't know. So yeah, it's it's a weird thing. Um, Alabama Mike twenty eight fourteen asks with the announcement of New Fifty Two's first crossover with Night of Owls, so all the Batman comics are supposed to have a crossover. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on it so far? Um, Night of Owls, Batman, Scott Snyder, great crossover yeah. um that's where it's gonna get interesting because what we've talked about several times that, that the batman feels different in all their books so if they're gonna do a crossover they need to make sure they're all on the same page yeah i try i really i really trust scott mm-hmm. i mean i don't trust other people that write batman. scott and tomasi are they they feel like they're almost on the same page yeah i mean they're almost like the same character however um dark knight detective they they just feel different i mean i still a lot of times i feel like detective comic is taking place in the past or something like that. But I guess that's not the case. But it just it doesn't feel like it's the same Batman. So hopefully they're going to get it all in charge. And I know people have said this. They should just let Scott Snyder have control of the Bat universe. Yeah, I think that's that's probably a really good idea. But then when you have Batman Inc., which, you know, Honestly, Grant I've, Morrison has done some great things. But, he's done some good things, mm-hmm. but I really truly feel that scott snyder Definitely. is the better batman writer but i can't see dc saying hey grant go go back go. to superman no, and they're, stay they're, there. they're gonna say grant um do whatever scott says but he should mm-hmm. totally but i i can't see them doing that because yeah. you know again grant's a great writer and and it's like he is on a pedestal 
Oh. I, I think they, they treat him that way, which, yeah. you know, he deserves it in, in I mean, in he's some done ways. some really wonderful things, and he's a great uh, storyteller, but... Scott's been just blowing it away. And and so, I mean, that's the thing when, you know, just even before R.I.P. and everything, you know, Grant, he had, you know, he had full control over Batman. I mean, he was doing all these amazing things. He's kind of stepped away, you know, doing other things. And in that, that time, I mean, Scott's, he's taken the reins over. I mean, I, I just, I feel that like what Scott's done with Batman and the time that he's had c- control of the character has just been so much more interesting than what we saw in Batman R.I.P. And it's primarily because, like, I, f- I feel like like Scott really wanted to take it out of the box and look at Batman history in, in like, a whole, like, um, but I think that we've seen so many Joker stories and, mm-hmm. and we've seen so many, and I feel like Scott, like, took something that was in the universe that just went in a completely different direction you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and i think that that's what makes it so interesting like here we have like new and interesting characters Uh Mm uh-oh and then uh like i I don't know it's just that that's what's been so appealing because like you don't know what's going to happen next Mm -hmm. yeah so it's so exciting so we'll see how to cross over every time you know i have to wonder tony Hmm? wonder how much do you know (laughs) know about what Um, the Steve Tacular says, what do you think of DC canceling? It says eight, but should be six of new 52 make way for six new titles. So we kind of talked about that. Um, it's unfortunate that I think that the big thing that people shouldn't overlook that two of the books that are canceled, Mr. Terrific and Static Shock, they have something in common. Yeah. And that's really unfortunate is, you know, there aren't a lot of black characters. So what does that say? And it was Reggie Hudlin. He, there is this interview with him where he's, he's talking about how black characters don't sell. But the question is what oh, I want to know. He made some great points in that. And I, I, I thought about writing about this, but it's like, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't know. Because the whole thing is I don't – part of me doesn't think it's the characters that don't sell. It's, it's the writers. Because that, that's the thing is, is – is Batman? You know, I don't think Batman is a great character because he's white. It's because just the way he's. I mean, that's not a good example because he's got you know decades of history. But I think you could take a black character, and if you had like this really awesome right. And I'm not saying that the writers that did Mr. Terrific or Static Shock or any other character that's you know not a top tier character. There's just I, I I don't I can't see it. I would hate to think that it's just because of the race. I can't see that that being no, why. I don't, I don't think that that's it. But um, I think I think sometimes that the problem that people encounter is that they try to write them like they don't have like i don't i don't think that in the i think that in the case of static shop and and mr terrific there wasn't a really good vision for like what what do we want to do with this character you know what i mean mm-hmm. and, and like i know static shock had a lot of trouble because like the writer was replaced like so fast mm-hmm. you know rosin left the book so quickly and that's that's always a problem you know when you don't have a vision for what you want to do um like there's a good chance that it might not be that good, mm-hmm. and and you don't just see that with like 
black characters. You see that with all characters, mm-hmm. you know? Like, how often do you see a book that is just not good and then it stops selling really, really well? Mm. So, and, and you could also say, does, does the same apply to female characters? You know, X-23 getting canceled. Great series. Yeah. Is it, was it not, sell- I mean, if it was because of sales, which we never had an official statement, was it because it's a female, it's a, you know, a female character? Why were the sales low? And sales, sales on uh, female books are always lower. I almost think that that, that, I don't think that's a really good example now that I think of it. X-23? No, the female, female selling characters, because I do think people might be more reluctant to buy female Books. driven books yeah, so because too. not saying that females don't read comics but the reality is there are more males that read comics so mm-hmm. that could be it but as far as race in the comics i don't know if that, that would be a deterrent or not I especially mean, when like, so many characters are like in i costume. love like i love black panther mm-hmm. but i don't like what they've been doing to black panther like i really enjoyed what reggie hudlin did with black panther and i know that that was really controversial and a lot of people didn't like mm-hmm. that but I thought, like, wow, here we get, like, this great look at Wakanda. Because Black Panther is Wakanda, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And he sort of established, like, this is its own, you know, uh, country. And he's he's extremely intelligent. You know, Black Panther is as smart as Reed Richards. Like, he can be all of these things. Almost. He says he's, like, the eighth smartest or seventh smartest. Still, I mean. He's up there. I mean, he, and that's not a lot of things. That's, That's not really a characteristic that a lot of writers really discuss or really dwell on is the fact that you know he's incredibly smart and he's he's also he's a great fighter but you know what does the black panther really mean you know as like a heritage for Mm -hmm. you know and and as like part of wakanda's history and i think that's something that reggie really explored and that's something that i appreciated as a reader because it gave the character more depth you know like this is a this is a facet of him that we hadn't seen before and that's just good storytelling and it doesn't matter that like he's black like but the fact that you know like there's a lot you you get the sense of like a lot of nationalism too Mm -hmm. um like a part of like captain america you know part of what makes him so interesting is like his nationalism you know he's american Mm -hmm. you know and and i got like that same feeling from Reggie's Black Panther. And that was cool for me. Like, I, I liked it. But um, the whole Manhattan thing doesn't make sense to me, personally. Mm. But I know a lot of people liked it. I just don't really. Well, hopefully Batwing will do well. Yeah. And we got Miles Morales, Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah. Which is, I think, doing well. Uh, yeah. It was, I think it was one of Sales the top. Sales are really so, yeah. good. So, I mean... That and, and so maybe maybe that's the thing is, okay. Now in the Ultimate Universe, Spider Man is black, so that could be a good example. Is will people still buy it, or you know, are there people who say I'm not going to buy this because he's black now, or mm-hmm. are they going to say this is a great, this he's a great character, it's written well, you know, yeah. Bendis has been you know doing well. With, he has done really well. Like, well, just, just I, all just so the entire much Ultimate Spider Man has mm-hmm. been great. So I guess that could be the way to look at it is where. I could see Batwing not doing well because he's a new character. So some people might say, I'm on a budget. I don't know any, much about this new character. I don't know if I want to invest in it. Mm-hmm. Ver- or they could say it's a new character. And, yeah, this is a good time to jump in because there's not years mm-hmm. of history. But well, someone like Spider-Man, even though it's a brand new character, you have an idea what the, the concept is. Mm-hmm. So people might be saying, okay, I'll, I'll buy Ultimate Spider-Man. 
hopefully that could be a good t- and that could be a good example of does the race really matter for that character such a touchy subject it is but i mean i, I it's and, and going back to it it's unfortunate that two of the books canceled happen to be because or not because not happen because to have to happen to feature. to feature so hopefully we'll see some more yeah cuz i know for that it's 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 a personal thing it's a big deal for, for a lot of people mm-hmm. so hopefully we'll see some resolution on that okay next is from Dark Huntress CV. Huntress being Helena Wayne, yay or nay? Mm. And then um, while you think about that, what book would you all have most like to see created for the DC and you, blah, new wave? Uh, honestly, I think the Helena Wayne stuff is a little weird. It could be cool. I mean, like some of the the, the glimpses. But we I, haven't seen it yet. Yeah. So, And that's really important to mention you know it's very difficult to just say oh based on the fact that it's this character you know i'm just going to jump to the conclusion that it's going to suck and like very well might not and it might be really interesting and it is a completely different perspective on this character Mm -hmm. so who knows i mean and the fact that she is a daughter of batman and catwoman i mean that's that's that's, that's crazy and the thing that you know Batman and Earth 2, he became the commissioner. And then Robin became Batman. So mm-hmm. it's like you have all this other extended history. That you can explore. So, I mean, it's 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 a great concept, but it, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. So we'll have to see how it goes. Um, let's Get Ripped asks. That's his name? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's underscore get underscore ripped. Um, Chloe Sullivan rumored to have Man of Steel cameo. Is this true? Um, I'm going to say absolutely not. I, I do. I am not, I, I'm not speaking officially. There's no way that they're going to put her in the Man of Steel. I mean, I, I don't see why they would do that. Uh, maybe they would as, as a nod, but I, I don't see it happening. She's, she was a big part of the TV show. That was it. They tried introducing her to the comics. First time they tried doing it, they ended up canceling it for some reason. I mean, there was actually like pages that, that were done images. Then they recently brought her back, you know, as Jimmy Olsen's old girlfriend, which is just really odd that you never heard of her before and you know, all this stuff like that. I don't know. And the second part of the question is, will Chloe Sullivan be part of the DC and you, which I hate that, um, think, the new 52? So. I don't think so. So, yeah, I, I the show's over. I mean, that, I think that's the main reason why they would bring her up, just to please the show's fans. Yeah, yeah. I don't see her in, being in the movie. Or, and I don't even know if she would turn up in the comics. Because no. when she came in that, that miniseries of backup stories, I, I don't know if people were that interested. Um, Geo sort of key. Yes. In X-Men titles, the once young characters, Kitty, Jubilee, New Mutants, and Booby, means Bobby, are now, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure I just copied and pasted this. So, yeah. So I don't know who Booby is, um, are now being portrayed as adults. Mm, well, Jubilee's not quite an adult, but yeah, Kitty. Yeah. I mean, she Kitty's pretty, definitely. She started. She was like thirteen when she first started. Yeah. Is it a good move on Marvel's part to age their once known young characters? Yeah, because you have a new generation of young characters. So but, you know, to introduce them, like you have to make them a little bit older. Kitty's not that much older, though. I don't think. Uh, I don't know. 
I mean, Bobby doesn't seem that much older either. Yeah, he hasn't done much. But that's the thing is you you age. So let's say if she was 13, I think she's pretty sure she was 13 when they first introduced her. So Mm -hmm. she's 18, 19, 20 now. Mm -hmm. So that means almost 10 years have passed. So that means everyone else, so Storm is older, you know. Iceman's no, older. I think you just age certain characters. You don't age. And anymore. that's where you get that fuzzy line. It's like how, how Batman is still the same age, but Dick has aged so much. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so you, you get. That. I, but I think that's good. I mean, because you have to mature a character to a certain point. You know, like nobody wants Batman to be an old cranky man. Yeah. But I mean, and, but that's where they run the risk. Where if you're aging. These like Franklin Richards hasn't aged very much, like virtually, you know, nothing. He's, mm-hmm. I think he's still like five years old or seven years old. Or, mm-hmm. you know. So if you age these characters, then you can't really go back to that. DC ages their characters all the time. Like all the sidekicks are, are like adults or they were. Now we don't know. But I, I think it's, it's, it's almost like you can't just like, you know, even though Spider-Man now is 50 years that doesn't seem right, I guess. I mean, according to cover, he hasn't aged that much. You know, he started out in high school. He's probably in his, in his mid-20s, late-20s now. So you can't age him that much because you need the characters to stay a certain age so you can keep doing these issues without having them in their 60s or anything like that. Yeah. So I think but I think I th- they have to be really careful with how much they age Yeah. because it, it affects everything else. But I think in the case of like Kitty Pride, I think that it makes sense because – she like it, it's an opportunity for these writers to sort of evolve her character too mm-hmm. because now she's taking on more responsibility now she's mm-hmm. responsible for students and um that's kind of a big deal and um i think that when when you age her you're allowing like you're introducing readers to new younger characters you know mm-hmm. and and I think that that's nice too to like explore other characters that are young and like teenagers. And she's been a teenager for a long time. Mm-hmm. How old do you have to be to be a bartender? Is it? Eight? I know you have to be eighteen to Dep- serve. It, it depends on the state. So you here it's eighteen to serve, but in like New York it's twenty one. Because she was a bartender, pretty sure in Extreme X Men for a while. She like kind of quit the X Men, and she was a bartender, I think. So she's at least eighteen. Yeah. So. I, I just think they have to be careful. Um, then we have a couple questions from Comic Cabal Cast. Do you think that the comic art form has really matured from the golden silver age, or has the art from has a, or has the art form stayed in a teen fantasy land with very few outliers? Look at Batwoman; it's totally different. Yeah, I mean, it, it all depends on the artist. A lot of the art from like the the Silver Age. I mean, they're again. I don't want to call it simple, but you know, there you didn't get all this crazy like Wolverine and X Men. All this detail in the background. You didn't really have all that. It was just pretty mm-hmm. much straightforward. Um, I I wonder if it's they're given more time now. You know, you might have more assistance, and you know, of course, there's technological. You know, you can do things. You know, a lot of people do things for Photoshop or computers. You know the you can do backgrounds and render stuff and this and that. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that there's more time and they're, they're hopefully, you know, being paid more mm-hmm. as, you know, with cost of living, everything, everything is adjusted where I think, I mean, back 
in like the fit. I mean, a lot of times you didn't want to admit you you were worked on comics. I mean, that was like people would totally look down on you. So they probably didn't get paid a whole lot. So it's like they were just cranking out. You know, there wasn't as many creators back then as there are now, and a lot of them were working on several books. Mm-hmm. So I think not that they didn't have the skills or on the same level as the artists today. I just think that they were spread. Thinner. really thin yeah and so they, they couldn't they didn't have like like the technology helps so much mm-hmm. when you're when you're doing a lot of your art and you're using photoshop to to help you i think that that's that makes a huge difference in the amount of time that it takes to like render your work and and to think that jack kirby did everything by hand is mm-hmm. just crazy so i think it's evolved a lot um and and it has both positive and negative things because I, I've seen a lot of panels that just take like photographs and then they manipulate mm-hmm. them in Photoshop and they try to pass it off as art. Mm-hmm. And that like really aggravates me because um, I I don't think that that's art. You know, that's taking someone else's work or mm-hmm. whatever, uh, unless you take your own pictures, in which case it's a different story. But still, you know, I, I think that in in the same sense, there's also really – phenomenal artists and it's great and just panel layouts have evolved and yeah so and i should note that was really asked by damn sweden i looked at oh, okay so sorry damn sweden that was your question the next two are from comic cabal cast um what are your th- we kind of answered this already we had this long discussion what are your thoughts about the first wave of new 52's cancellation and that Two of them starred persons of color. So yeah, we already talked we, about that. It sucks, that. basically. Yeah. It's unfortunate. That's too bad. Um, the other one, do you think the reintroduction of the New 52 multiverse is just going to set DC continuity up for another reboot in the future? Possibly, if they like, connect everything. Yeah, so... I mean, that's hard to say. I don't know how, how important the multiverse really is to DC. The thing is... That's why they had Crisis on Infinite Earth. There, it was a mess. There was too much stuff. So they're like, let's do away with all this. We're, we have one Earth. That's like, it. Like, I, honestly, I don't know how necessary it is to have a multiverse. Yeah, well, that's the whole thing with Earth, too. It's like yeah. you can do different things. It kind of gives you an opportunity to go crazy. But here's the, it's when you connect them that it becomes a really big problem, mm-hmm. right? I mean, if you look at Marvel, they have their Ultimates universe, then they have their regular universe, and that works. You know, it works for what they're doing, and that's great. Um, but as soon as those cross over, it's going to be weird. I mean, they, they, well, like, they kind of did in Fantastic Four with and with the the and with Marvel zombies and all that. So yeah. that was kind of weird. But what Marvel also does is they have infinite many you know exiles. That's all they did is they went in, in different universes. universes. So there they exist. DC they try to keep it down to just the one, but now we're going to have two. Does that mean we're still gonna have the fifty-two? I don't know. Like, it'll it'll be interesting. I hope it doesn't get confusing. I know that it, if I were a new reader and I were just jumping into this, it would probably confuse me a little bit. Like, what the heck is a multiverse, and why are you know? Like, I don't understand. Yeah, hopefully, people know what parallel worlds understand it from like all the sci-fi stuff. And yeah, I don't know. Um, but then the other thing is that Pandora, the pink lady. Yeah, you know, everyone says that that's their back door. You know, they if they want to revert back, which it's possible. I don't know. It, at this point, it's almost like there's too much invested. If they were to all just, of a sudden say, "Oh, yeah, let's let's go just back," sorry, everything. our people would be pissed. Yeah, I think so, because they're becoming invested in these characters mm-hmm. and stories and stuff. And the last one comes from The Kid Nixon. 
Biggest surprise from the announced canceled DC t- titles. Biggest um, surprise. So from uh, canceled. So again, Blackhawks, Hawk and Dove, Men of War, Mr. Terrific, Omex, Static Shock. Any surprises there? I guess Static Shock is pretty surprising. Yeah, I mean, Static Shock has big following, you know, the cartoon yeah. and Milestone. Everyone, everyone's been whining. That's why. I... They brought Static Shock back in Teen Titans. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. So that's a little surprising. Um, we were surprised about OMAC. <laughs> they were pushing it hard. Yeah. Um, Hawk and Dove. Yeah. I mean, especially Honestly, because they just like. like Brightest day. Yeah. All of that. All of that, but also um, because Liefeld was just like, yeah, I'm doing Hawk and Dove. Mm-hmm. And then we all thought that, like, he was just doing it now. Like, he was taking over the whole book just to hear that it got canceled. So that that was a little strange. I yeah. didn't expect that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Um, new ones, surprises. Batman Incorporated, Earth 2, World's Finest, Dial H, G.I. Combat, The Ravagers. I think G.I. Combat... Is interesting. Yeah, especially if, when they just canceled yeah. like two war books. If Men of War is not working, and then they're going to switch it around. And which, Blackhawks is kind of like a, no, maybe not. Yeah, well, I mean, there's yeah, kind of they they kind of switch switch the idea, but and the idea with um Jack Combat is, you know, the war that time forgot unknown soldiers. It's like they're going to try to bring those characters back, and and the fact that it this almost seems like it's kind of like an anthology series. So it's like I wonder. I mean, if you can get like the old classic readers, be like, "Oh, this is cool." I don't don't even know if they're going to be aware that this is being released. You know, who's yeah. going to tell them? Yeah. Hey, hey, dad or grandpa. <laughs> hey, grandpa. The, the haunted tank is coming back. You know. So, yeah. Um, and the, the fact that I don't know how anthologies do. You know, people want like one story. You know, because like in in the I believe it was the '90s. I don't know if it was the '80s. Uh, Marvel did Marvel Comics present where there was four eight-page stories, and you know they continued. They're usually like like four or six issues, you know. So it, you'd get a little bit of a story, then you get the next one, and you'd have to read the next issue, continue. And all. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if people want that want a, a book with multiple. I mean, maybe they do. I, I don't know. So that, that's kind of surprise. Dial H. I'm I'm surprised. I haven't heard of that character in a while. Yeah. Um, and then the, the fact that we have Earth 2, which you know, we, we knew was coming, but then we also have World's Finest, which – so we're basically having two books dealing with Earth 2, even though Earth, World's Finest is set, I'm assuming, in a New 52 world, but they're trying to get back there. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll see, like, the emergence of characters like Wally. I don't know. Well, because, I mean, that's the thing. They, they never said Wally doesn't exist. Yeah. But you don't know. And then there's still Bart Allen, you know, because they, they, they touched on it in Teen Titans that he doesn't really know his past. Right. He just knows his name and he has powers. And But with, with like Wally, I mean, it's clear they wanted to focus on Barry Allen. You know, you can't have two flashes running around for new readers because they're going to be confused. And right. so they're focusing. And same thing with, with Batgirl. You know, you got Barbara Gordon now, so having – Stephanie Brown and Cassandra Kane might be confusing for even though they're all completely different characters. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Me neither. And that is it. That's it for the podcast. For long podcast. All right, guys. Um, that's it for us. And happy Friday the 13th. And Martin Luther King Day. Yeah. yeah. This weekend, this Monday.
Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. All right, guys. Have a great weekend, and we will be back next Friday. Give us your suggestions for cosplaying. Yeah, right. <laughs>